Right. <laughs> that Do one. you want to open it? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hello, Action. welcome to Pillar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping Hello, all this welcome in. to a shit podcast. <laughs> I'm keeping this all in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, welcome to Pillar of Strunks with me, Sam from Freak Zone Games, and uh, this guy. Hi. That guy right me. there. What's your name, that guy right there? Um, Bold Harry. Bold Harry. Yes. The uh, the subliminal face. Hmm. And we've been threatening to do a podcast for uh, for quite a while because because uh, we talk too much, or apparently I do. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a step back, mate. I'm relaxing here, but chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and shooting some b-ball outside of a school. Ah, so uh, you know, I I I'm from uh, the thing is I'm from Philadelphia, and I've never heard of steamed hams. <laughs> I've got to, I have stories about this this gentleman, oh dear. but ones which I can't tell you on here. <laughs> no, it, it it yeah, it's uh, some people might know Mensky from YouTube, and some people they might know your uh, face, your visage, and My I don't know face. if you want to actually. I don't oh, know if you can uh, just boy. explain that well, or not. Or yes, it's a it's a private joke that has gone on far 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 too long um, between <laughs> me and popular internet. Tat reviewer, Dr. Stuart Ashen. Um, and people may have seen my face pop up every so often, mistake it for Big Clive, and then go subscribe to him instead of me. I don't mind. I'm not bitter. I'm not, not bitter at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was, <laughs> was a private joke that just went on a little too long to the extent that we're just keeping it going just for chits and giggles now. Um I being that this is just audio, it's even better because they can't even see what face they uh, what face I'm talking well, to. Yeah. And I bet I could uh, put the episode uh, the episode art as just just your just, just your face or something. My face, my grinning <laughs> face. Uh, yeah. So I was at an event with him. I think it was the Euro one of the Eurogamer expos or something like that. And people were coming up to him in the after party. Asking, oh, Ashens, can can have a photo taken with you? And he was going, oh, certainly. And I started photobombing every single picture. <laughs> because why not? I just imagine it gets a little bit trying after a while, just having <laughs> everybody come up and be like, can I do a photo? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was photobombing every photo. And a um, couple of months down the line, she came out with this idea and said, can I use your photobomb face in my videos? We won't explain it at all. And, uh, you know, somewhere down the line, we'll do something with it. We never did. We just oh. kept the picture in and never <laughs> explained it at all. Um, <laughs> that, that's basically how it started. And obviously, 
since then I've you know I've done little bits and pieces with him video wise and I've worked with him at the MCM expos I always help him out on his stands and stuff like that and um I have become a master of hiding in plain sight because an awful lot of people walk past me and they don't even click it's me it's fantastic. In fact, one person... We were in Bristol, I think it was, uh, showing for Game Child, and he was signing a bunch of uh, merch. And um, by this that is, uh, merch... This is Stuart's uh, Ashen's movie, The Quest for the Game Child. Yes. Um, available in all good DVD shops. I, I think it still is. It's not available on YouTube anymore. It's, it's been taken off. Huh. It's a shame, because it was one of the first uh, YouTuber movies, and it was free on YouTube for anyone to watch. Or you could pay £10 to have a copy on a disc on an ancient format. But regardless. Um, it's a good movie, though. It is. It's, it's good fun. It was good fun the uh, day that I went there. Good fun. Um, but anyway, yeah. So this guy walks up and he goes, I wanted to ask you, Ashens, what's the thing with that, that face? Who is it? That face that pops up on... <laughs> And I'm right there. I'm standing right, right next to him. <laughs> and it, it doesn't even click. It doesn't even click. And that it's isn't the like, first or last time that ever happened. It's almost like you've become a subliminal image. Yes. Like I should start yes, calling I, you Captain Howdy. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm just a, I am the living flash frame. I am even in real life. <laughs> I, I clearly can't be seen anymore. Get your face all uh, whited up and add some, you know, some yellow, uh, yellow contact lenses and get you in like The Exorcist, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but, you know, that, that's what happened. That is what occurred. Right. And well, it's, it's interesting because it kind of ties in with how, how I met you in, in, in a way. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, because um, listeners, I uh, I've mentioned before in, in past of uh, past podcasts that uh, I run uh, monthly. A, a retro gamers night in Cheltenham uh, and um, I was talking with uh, Ben who runs a proud comic lion. shop in Cheltenham yeah, yeah proud lion which is uh, I mean it was comics and, and games and all sorts now and he just he kind of had just had a whole community around his shop that's how you run a comic shop in 2018 man you build a community yeah. that's a, that's how you, and you these don't just alive. sell comics either yeah, 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 basically <laughs> but he, you know you just sell general nerd things to general nerds yes general nerds um, yeah, it sounds like a great anime character. Admiral right? General nerds, nerd. general nerds, <laughs> captain nerds, the whole yeah. the whole nerds military family, the the entire nerd hierarchy. Yes, yeah. uh, but um, Ben, who is certainly a um, I would say at least a sergeant nerd, he uh, runs um, uh, yeah the uh, Proud Lion, uh, which yeah Proud Lion Comics, and he used to do a, a bunch of uh, little uh, community uh, sort of get together things to to build the community. Like uh, for example, a drink and draw where you would go and you would drink and draw. Uh, I mostly just drank, but occasionally I would I'd, you know do some drawings uh, and sometimes design work for games and things. And uh, I was inspired to kind of make a start a little gaming community in in Cheltenham because I was like, hey, this is a thing I want to exist. And it doesn't currently exist, and that's what I've always done. I, I, you know, I wanted a job in game game design, and the job wasn't available, so I just made one for myself. You know, it's generally what I do. And uh, I was running this event, and I put out uh, posters and things. And I mentioned it to uh, Ben, who helped me promote it by putting posters up and things. And he said, "Oh, I'll tell uh, Minsky. He's a YouTuber that lives in Cheltenham. All oh, right, he's, oh, yeah, he's uh, he's mates with Ashens." I went, oh, cool, I know Ashes, right? And he said, uh, yeah, look him up. It's, uh, you know, and he spells it M-E-N-T. 
SKI. I'm just doing that so that uh, listeners can uh, can do the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, looked it up, and there's immediately the face from Ashens that I'd always been saying, what the fuck is that face? Why is does he creepily flash up a face? Is this somebody I should know? Is this an in-joke or what? And right there is the face. And I just, just had the smile. I just went, oh. And, and, and there uh, he was forced to know me from then on. Yes, it wasn't well, you, so you, much, you, is that a face that I should know? Is that a voice that I should get to know? He was forced to know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had no choice. No, no yeah. choice at all. <laughs> but uh, I think, uh, I don't know if Ben actually told you or if you just, I think you just saw I, th- I think he posters. did, yeah. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yes, because, yeah, I, 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 no, I think I saw a flyer in CEX first. And I, um... I looked at that. Oh, okay. And uh, then, yeah. then Ben told me probably about a couple of weeks afterwards, but it was uh, before your next event. And, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was cool because I remember a, a, a mutual friend of ours uh, came came running, came Sam, 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 and he's like pointing to you. It's Mensky. It's <laughs> like, oh, hey, he finally came and. Uh, I think I remember putting up on uh, on Twitter just uh, you you uh, put your, like, your phone torch up to your face to do your creepy oh, face. Oh God! Yeah. Some, like yeah. a wild Mensky appeared. Something. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. <sighs> and interestingly, we have quite had quite a few people there, sort of, um, you know, just just going. I mean, it's it's funny because we've had people saying, uh, you know, just instantly recognizing you and saying, "Oh, what's the deal with that?" And we've had other people that you get this moment where they, they it just kind of twigs in their brain. You know, they're just sort of looking at you like. They've got that. Where have I seen this guy before? Oh, I've had I've had that plenty of times, like uh, floating about, <laughs> you know, the different places in Cheltenham. Uh, one fella I remember um, looked at me and goes, "I recognise you. Do you do, do you bounce <laughs> on any of the doors in Cheltenham?" And I go, "No, no, no, I'm not a bouncer." And he goes, oh, "I swear I know you from somewhere." And I goes, "You might have seen me somewhere." And he goes, "Where?" And I go, "On YouTube." In your nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I look and I go on YouTube and he goes, Which channel? And I I'm there kinda of hesitantly going, Have you ever been on Ashen's channel? Yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's it's happened. It's happened a fair few times. I mean, come on, he's got oh, about one and a half million subscribers now. It's it's not a surprise that yeah. I'm just gonna bump into people in the middle of the street nowadays and uh freak yeah, them yeah. The, the hell out, so do you know, I think uh, I think pe- people would do well to uh, to subscribe to your own channel because I think yes. there's some friggin' excellent content. Uh, YouTube.com slash BigClive.com, um, <laughs> apparently. Forward slash Sam is awesome at singing. <laughs> oh, why? Are we going to get into I that? Don't know if are I we going add that to? Clip. Are we going to mention to everybody that I brought Rock Band to the last? Uh, oh my god! The last uh, event. And You're an absolute legend for doing that. Oh, it, was it was great fun. At the start, everybody was very, very hesitant. And by the end, everybody was singing Take On Me. <laughs> well, I've got a video. I, 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 can, I reckon I can take the audio from that and uh, we can edit it in somewhere around here. But uh, I, I remember it started and I thought, nobody's going to want to sing until somebody has sung. You, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. There's, there's got to be the first one yeah, to embarrass Yeah, and it themselves. was you. Yeah, well, I, I'm that guy. I, I, I mean, I run the event, and so I'm just like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And I've got no shame. So what was it? We did uh, The Offspring, because uh, it was the crazy yeah, yeah, taxi yeah. one. We did, yeah. Uh, all I want. Oh, yes. And yeah. There I've is video footage of that somewhere as well, isn't there? 
Yeah, I've, I've got it. That's uh, yeah, I've got it. So I got say I rip the audio from that and stick it in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bit off so much more than I could chew with that, and it was it was just the best because uh, Dexter was it Dexter Holland? Mm. I think his name is, but that guy can just uh, I I don't know how he does that. <laughs> it was awesome, and then we ended up with uh, with video of the entire room because nobody didn't want to sing. Yeah, nobody wanted to play any other game by the end of the night, did they? I mean, yeah, yeah, everything else had been tucked away and forgotten about. Everybody was grabbing at the microphone. Everybody wanted to <laughs> sing or or play a plastic instrument. And you can tell when the uh, when the alcohol is uh, is taking effect because oh, yeah. uh, it goes from uh, it goes from nobody wanting the microphone to there were people were like actually fighting over the microphone. Yes, you know, um, uh, our friend uh, had had the microphone and was going to do um, uh, take on me which is the hardest song ever to sing. And uh, everyone said, like, I'll do it, I'll do it. I said, no, no, I want to do it. And in, in Everybody just, just sang just, along in the end. It was, it just was great. It was, karaoke, one of, yeah. it was amazing. It was a great, uh, great experience. Uh, it was, yeah, the, the, the joy of games. Man. Do you know what? That was the first time I'd ever played one of those, um, yeah, one yeah, of those guitar said, hero yeah. slash rock band things. Yeah. yeah, I I used to play, I say play, I used to have a guitar in my hands and make terrible screechy noises with it mm. uh and so i used to see those things and go, oh, oh no no it's just just five buttons no 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 and uh you know i'm i'm less uh less immature about these things now but it it sort of put me in mind of like a samba d'amigo or you know that kind of rhythm game oh it is it's it, that that's exactly what it is it is a rhythm game isn't yeah. it it's, it's a rhythm party game especially rock band yeah. rock band was the first one to kind of make it more into a party game than yeah, a kind of score Guitar attack Hero thing because just... Guitar Hero was very much a score attack game. Um, yeah. The first two were made by Harmonix, who went on to make Rock Band. But um, uh. as Guitar Hero progressed after Guitar Hero 3 and everything, it was uh, the development was taken on by Neversoft, the company that yeah. um, they made the Tony Hawk games for Activision, from what I remember. And yeah. so... Their type of game design ended up taking precedence, I think, with Guitar Hero. So it was all about, you know, getting big scores and combos and stuff like that. Whilst Rock Band, they wanted a more social aspect, I think, and it became far yeah, more of a party game. Makes a lot of sense, yeah, because uh, from what I could gather, Guitar Hero was much more sort of on your own in, in your house. Yeah, yeah, the later kinda. ones obviously had the band set up the same way as Rock Band did, but they clearly copied that off Rock Band. So they kind of converged together a lot like uh, Burnout and Need for Speed did under EA, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but... Um, convergent uh, evolution. The thing is, Rock Band were doing so well, but because Activision... Act, Act, Activision just saturated the market with different Guitar Hero and DJ Hero yeah. and Dance Hero. They just saturated yeah. the game market with the Hero brand, and then nobody wanted to hear the word Hero anymore. Nobody wanted yeah. to play one of those type of games anymore, and so Actually, I don't even know if has there been one out this generation. Um, any, like, yes, there, yeah, there was a Guitar Hero game where Activision completely changed the way the Guitar Hero controller um, worked, 
they okay. they did something to it. I can't quite remember what it was, but they completely changed the design of the Guitar Hero controller. Um, and Harmonics released uh, Rock Band Four, and <laughs> apparently, all of the uh, DLC from the previous Rock Bands you can still import into Rock Band Four as long as you've got you know if you've got it on the Xbox 360. If you, as long as you get the Xbox One version, you can still take all of your DLC because that was the great thing with Rock Band. They considered it a platform, so your DLC would move on to the next game in the oh, series. That's great. And um, there's not enough of that. And you could import all the Rock Band One tracks into Rock Band Two, and all the Rock Band Two tracks into Rock Band Three, uh, with a few things left out. There were there were a few things left out um, because of licensing issues and stuff like that. But usually you'd get ninety five percent of the songs from the previous game, and you just uh, get a code that allowed you to import them onto your hard drive and then start using them as DLC in the next game. So you know, that's great. There's not enough of that in in games. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really well done because obviously Activision didn't do that with Guitar Hero. You know, they they didn't. I don't think they they possibly did in World Tour. They don't strike me as the kind of publisher that care about that. No, of course they don't. Of course they don't. For harmonics, it was the the one thing that they were doing. You know, um, so there's a there's a Rock Band one, there's Rock Band two, there's Rock Band three, there's Lego Rock Band, there's Rock Band ACDC, there's Rock Band Green Day, and all of those are importable into the hard drive and playable. On, on the latest version of Rock Band. Oh, there was also a a Rock Band game that was based on one of Harmonix's older rhythm games, um, and that was a Xbox Live Arcade game, and I can't remember what that was called. Uh, I think it's called Rock Band... It was called Rock Band something. It was based on Gravity, a game that they made called Gravity. Uh, Gravity or Amplitude, one of those games. Um, huh. and And that had a load of tracks that you could then import into Rock Band as well. Uh yeah wow so that's a great service yeah 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 it was as I said it they they ran it like a platform and because they ran it like a platform it was like uh, an iTunes for guitar based rhythm games yeah, you know well, what it's, I mean it's, it's, it's yeah not nice to hear about stuff like that happening in this you know these days of it's uh, DLC you know. d- DLC done right in my opinion yeah, yeah 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 I mean you know the I mean under my TV right now. Uh, in in my living room, I have a PS4, a PS3, a Switch, and a Wii U. And my Mega Drive sits in the drawer for when. I, and and it's because being a gamer, there's not you know doesn't you doesn't really use the PC. It's it's, it's hard work <laughs> to 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 not like just just drop all your older stuff. Mm. So I often hesitate to get into something. You know, if I wanted an Xbox or something, uh, uh, you know, something to add, I'll hesitate to 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 add anything else because God knows when uh, how much how much stuff I'm going to end up with if I want to. So the fact that they keep supporting all this stuff like that, that that's yeah. uh, I, I I we need to see more of that, man. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, Microsoft seem to have got their act together recently with the yeah. whole backwards compatibility thing because. I see. Now, they're, now they're, you they're can actually... get all your old Xbox Live Arcade games on Xbox One. I've been thinking yeah. possibly of maybe getting an Xbox One now. There might be a point to getting one, but then again, I'm not interested in any any of the exclusives yeah. on Xbox One, and that's the one thing. Well, that especially when they got rid of uh, the friggin' uh, what was the platinum one they had? Oh, and they got oh, cancelled it. Yeah. Yes. I forget what it was called. I, it was about I, a guy I, with I dragons and that. headphones. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was being made by um, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, 
oh, God, I can't even remember his name. The guy that made Bayonetta. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, okay. Mr. Mr. Cameo? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hideki Kinemiya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he, 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 yeah, he of the greatest Twitter account ever. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. If anybody that's not... Uh, <laughs> It's not been following uh, Cameo on Twitter. God's sake, do it because it's you just get to watch him block everybody that inconveniences him slightly, and and just what is it? It just just responds with just ask your mum. Yeah, he retweeted uh, me once actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I just bought the uh, Art of Bayonetta book, and it came with a DVD with his interview on it. And uh, he basically said about the design of Bayonetta and stuff. And uh, it had like the subtitle at the bottom saying I wanted Bayonetta to be sexy or something. And I took that screen cap and I put it on Twitter. So Camille tells it like it is. And he retweeted it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you get people ask things like, oh, can we have Bayonetta in Smash? And he will, uh, he'll block that person and quote it saying, fuck off, Smash bitches. Or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Oh dear! Because with the English being his second language as well, there's just that slight. It just it just adds this sort of element of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of novelty <laughs> to, yeah. to it all. Yeah, it's great. I can remember seeing an interview with him round about the same time as uh, Bayonetta was released, and he said one of his favourite games at the time was Afterburner Climax, and I oh, yeah. I I had intense respect for him. Just for name checking after being a climax, it hadn't even come out on the Xbox 360 at that point. I don't think. But that's that's one great old game that is. It really is. One of, one of oh, my man. one of my personal faves from uh, the last uh, last generation, love, last few years. Like, all of them sprite scaler games from Sega, man. Just there's, there's something unique about those mm. things, you know. Yeah, I was just. I um, wanted to make one. I was just playing through a few uh, games on emulation to see uh, what I could consider playing for the uh, next episode of One Credit Champ and one game that I really want to play and it's a game that's only ever came out on the arcades so the only other option the only option to play it unless somehow I gain access to a Sega Hikaru cabinet is playing it on emulation and that is Planet Harriers it's the sequel to Space Harrier it's a legitimate arcade sequel to Space Harrier And not many people know about it, and it came out on relatively rare Sega hardware. Uh, The Hikaru hardware that Sega made, it was made for a game called Brave Firefighters, and it was made solely for that, that game, from what I can gather, because it had some kind of flame effects that weren't possible on... Sega's ever arcade hardware at the time and they wanted you know realistic fire effects and uh, realistic fire effects and lighting so they made this arcade hardware specifically for that game and they released about another four games on the hardware before just ditching it completely and four games with a strange emphasis on fire (laughs) well no Planet Harriers doesn't have really much in the way of fire at all but um, (laughs) it ended up on that, that hardware regardless and it's it's one of those... Man, I say I've heard of it, but I'll bet I heard of it through you. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those games that, you know, it's just fallen by the wayside, never got a console release. And it's really good fun. It's really good fun. It's, it, it's not quite the same as Space Harrier. I mean, you know, it came out, oh, I don't know, about 1999 or something like that, I think. Uh, but you know, yeah. it's it's a it's a decent you know kind of tunnel shooter. Uh, takes an awful lot of cues from Panzer Dragoon, I guess is probably the best way uh, of uh, 
you know, explaining I, I like it. that game. No? Actually, Panzer Dragoon's Vi is, uh, is the one I like a lot. Uh, I'm just talking, if, you know, gameplay-wise, you know, the, the, the mechanics yeah. more than anything. You know, kind of painting your targets and then... Uh, Letting a letting a missile off and stuff like that. It's it's very yeah, similar, it. very similar in uh, that account. Um, yeah, that sort of Galaxy Force kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, Galaxy Force yeah. has got it as well, of course. Yeah, because um, you know I love Space Harrier, but uh, the only problem I I, I often have with those games is that uh, you, you because you shoot forward. Mm. Uh, whenever you're shooting, you're obscuring what you're shooting at. Have you ever noticed that in Space Harrier, the uh, the shots kind of home in on your target? Uh, no, but I could see why they would do that. Yeah, they do. They do. They just, you know, if you're slightly off, off, uh, off center, the the shot will guide itself towards what's ever closest. I can see why they would do that. Yeah. Firstly, you're you're obscuring your shot yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah. And secondly, what, once things go 3D, that that always becomes complicated. Yes. Right. We've we've had this like, discussion anyway. We Haven't have we? in we have. yeah we have in person and yeah. do you know what I don't know if it's something that I could explain on a podcast anyway because it's such a difficult no thing no to, uh, it's uh, yeah it's an, sort it's of, an, to try and it's simplify an, it it's it's game design deep cuts that's what it is yeah but to sort, sort of try and simplify it being that uh, if you know the, the people listening are probably interested in uh, game design to try and simplify it uh, I mean just saying hey shoot at where the crosshairs are. It's actually not enough when yeah. you are in three dimensions because what, how far away is your crosshair actually pointing? Yeah. If if you see what I mean. Convergence, uh, my friend. That's what they yeah. call it. Convergence. And it's an interesting one because uh, I I studied it. I studied a bunch of games to try and look at this because it was something I was interested in making. Um, and uh, you know the best way is uh, your your crosshair is pointing at whatever whatever is underneath it so for example if you're pointing at a tree that's really far away you shoot at that tree if you're pointing at something that's close up it will aim for that just think of it as if your gun is in the corner of the screen it's not shooting straight straight ahead is it and uh, it needs to fire at this crosshair but how far away is the crosshair sort of calibrated to uh, to point to uh, but then a problem came up which is like well that's great if you've got a, a hit scan if you've got an instant shot but if you've got like a slow moving like a, a bazooka you know like a rocket or something and you're aiming at some an enemy that's about to go under your crosshair where is the the, the, the thing gonna go and uh, I, I played a whole bunch of games to try and sort of learn how they did it and I, I never I didn't make that game in the end I maybe I will one day but it's just a, it was an interesting thing to to well, look into and Everybody had a different solution for it as well. Sega's is mostly painting the target. You, you know, your main gun, as I, as I said to you at the time it's when you were talking on, about it. it, the main gun is all but useless uh, in Afterburner yeah. and Galaxy Force, for that matter. Well, they're not useless. That's that's probably uh, putting it too far, but they're not your primary... You've got your basic Vulcan cannon. Yeah, thing. Your, yeah, your gun is not your primary source of destruction, as it were. It's it, yeah. <laughs> despite being your primary fire, it's not your primary damage. Yeah, it's effectively your backup. Isn't it's it? it's your backup. Yeah, so you end up painting targets and throwing missiles at them instead, and and that that's pretty much how you how you attack anything really. For anybody that uh, doesn't know, I'm by painting targets, you basically mean but uh, it's when you lock on to yeah, several targets on in one something. sort of swoop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I go straight to Res when I think of that. You yeah, well, Res? yeah, Res does it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the Res 
exclusively does that. That's like yeah. the, the only mechanic of the whole game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't even control your character really. No. But that's a that's a hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I found you know there was there were so many different solutions to it in the different games I played. Like uh, Duke Nukem 3D. Mm. If you play that game and you grab the rocket launcher, mm. you get to watch. If you watch carefully, the rocket makes this beautiful curve. Where it fires from the corner of the screen, and then when it reaches a certain distance, it just like it, it straightens out and then follows your crosshair forward. Uh, okay. So he has these, yeah, these weird like curving rockets. Because of course, in play, say you play Doom One, it's just straightforward because the gun's right, in, you know, facing forward. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was interesting to see that happen in Duke Nukem. Whereas uh, I tried Quake Three, and Quake Three does two things. Uh, for the rocket, it actually <laughs> the the muzzle flash obscures enough of the screen that you can't tell that the rockets are actually coming from the center of the screen. Oh, okay. So the rockets don't actually come out of the muzzle of the gun. They just use a muzzle flash that obscures enough that you can't see that it's not coming oh, from okay. the gun. The rocket uh, in whereas, Quake 1 comes from the center anyway, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, the guns are centered in Quake 1, yeah. Yeah. That's the only whereas real the, Quake that I ever really played. Well, the, the railgun, on the other hand, it just raycasts, which means it shoots to whatever you're yeah. uh, you're pointing at, however distant it is. But then that's an instant shot. So yeah, it, uh, yeah. It's, uh, you say you don't remember Quake One so much? No, no, no. That's the only one I played. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, never never been a big fan of first person shooters anyway. I, you know, I love them, but uh, not so much the post Call of Duty stuff. I I never really got into it. I got into Quake a bit. I played bit of doom and stuff like that earlier on but um quake was the last one i really played i used to play a, a few death matches of that in the local internet cafe of of all places and we we used to play uh quake playing uh with the killer quake patch which was a patch that had um all sorts of extra weapons uh including the chakram from uh xena warrior princess Oh, nice. Where you could just basically <laughs> behead people by throwing the thing against walls and watching it bounce all around everywhere and then come back very, to your very hand. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a laugh. Um, and it had bots and it had a dog called Cujo who would just <laughs> go around uh, eating people. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was insane. But um, yeah, so first-person games, first-person shooters, never really been a big fan after that because they just became the the thing like all yeah. the games that i love just disappeared in favor of man yeah. bobbing up and down with a gun in front of his face and yeah sadly that did yeah they did take it especially on the pc yeah and uh you know because uh you know john romero was planning to make us all his bitch so yes you know it, look how yeah, that it's... turned out <laughs> yeah. well it depends what they meant by bitch i guess uh. But um, it's uh, yeah, it, it they did take over, and I mean, I I really enjoyed first person shooters for a good while. Uh, and when when Call of Duty uh, series started kicking off more recently, you know, especially after Modern Warfare, the uh, Call of Duty Four, um, everything wanted that success. You know, everybody wanted a bite of that success. It was the uh, the Avengers of video games. You know, oh, everybody yeah, of suddenly yeah, started yeah. copying it without understanding what made it good. This and, is this is how games work nowadays yeah i i mean you see it not just in the whole call of duty thing um for example uh one of the latest resident evils just felt like a gears of war clone didn't uh, it? oh yeah resident evil 6 yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, and then <laughs> and then and then capcom went it wasn't a financial success 
And you're thinking, and you hear how many it sold, and you're thinking, how was it not a financial success? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you look at like Tomb Raider, and it sold like uh, God knows how many million, but they were like, oh, but it wasn't enough millions. It wasn't enough millions. Yeah, exactly. And because they put so much into the marketing and production. yeah, put so much money into the marketing and production and producing a game that nobody's really interested in. Because if you want a Gears of War game, you're probably you're playing play Gears of War. Gears of War. Yeah, you already bought it. You've already yeah. bought it. So, oh God, it frustrates me. I, and I, I know some YouTubers have recently uh, said the same thing about this type of thing. I've been saying about it for years and years and years that certain publishers... Yeah, you liked it before it was cool. Developers, yes, I'm a hipster that way. <laughs> um, I've, I've always said it would be nice for game companies to budget towards niche titles so that you're budgeting towards the potential profits for a niche title rather than just yeah. making huge budgets and hoping that this game that looks like every other game out there is going to net you the millions that the other game that you've copied Yeah, getting. ironically, by being so safe as to uh, just only do what they already know works, they're kind of taking more of a risk by trying to sell something to people that have already got the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting because, of course, I don't want to, um, I don't want to sort of naysay too much because this is how genres are born. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, when you look at, I mean, Alex Kidd, it knew what was special about Mario. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it got it. And it, it wasn't just uh, just trying to... I don't know. It wasn't saying, oh, yeah, oh, curly the kids these days. And it wasn't Zool or... It wasn't Bubsy the Bobcat, you know? There was it's enough this... different about Alex Kidd to differentiate it from Mario. Yeah. You know, the, the, the way he attacked was different. You know, it was a platformer. It used similar tropes, I guess, in many respects. Yeah. But um, there, there was a certain difference to it. There was a certain... You could say it was the Dark Souls of Mario clones. Yeah. Mm. That's getting ridiculous lately, isn't it? The Dark Souls thing. Yeah. This is the Dark Souls of uh, of podcasts right here. Yeah, it is. Comparing games to Dark Souls is the Dark Souls of comparisons. To Dark Souls. Yeah. (laughs) Where was it? I saw a thing recently, and it's just, just... screen caps of all of the Dark Souls comparisons they could find on like the on like just one website on like Kotaku or something and it's like Can it's you like, get that into one image? Yeah, they, yeah they, it might have been several actually. It might have been uh, you know, a Tumblr account. Oh, maybe. Okay. But it's just And that's a good uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Ah, oh, thanks journalists. Journal- game journalism is the dark souls of journalism <laughs> oh, and that's a good thing oh, that's a good thing oh <laughs> why so uh, what, what have you been playing lately man i have been playing fist of the north star yeah i've been playing and i did say it right then i think um yeah <laughs> Uh, I got the Japanese import of it. I can't understand a bloody word of it, but I yeah, get to punch nerd. people until they explode, which is fun. What, in the game or in real life? <sighs> Only in the game. 
Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's good fun game, and I hope it does get a Western release, English language release. Cause... Me too, because then I'll actually play it. Yeah, I. You see, the problem is with that is that Yakuza is kind of a niche title as it is. I can't mm. believe that we're getting Yakuza six next month. We're getting Yakuza Kiwami in August, I think, and at that point. All of the mainline Yakuza games will have been translated. So, that's great. Yeah. Um, but that leave, th- th- there are a few Yakuza games that Sega haven't released in the West, such as Ishin and Kenzan and stuff that they believe will not translate too well in the West. Uh, and those ones are all based on Japanese history. Um, okay. And those ones, those ones don't get releases. But this one, I mean, Fist of the North Star. Yeah, is this effectively? Uh, I mean, the previous Fist of the North Star games were basically um, Dynasty Warriors. With, yeah, uh, Hokuto and Shinken. Uh, you this know, Tecmo Koei will release any old shit. They 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 will anyway. And okay. Ken's Rage Two was terrible. Um, <laughs> I like the first one though. The first one was half decent. Yeah. Yeah. The first one was decent because it tried to eschew away from um, full-on Dynasty Warriors type gameplay, but yeah. the second one is a straight-up clone of Dynasty Warriors. Well, for me, the first was uh, removes... about on level with Hyrule, uh, Hyrule Warriors, the Zelda one. It was yeah. about on level with that for me. It was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was just, just, just far enough removed from Dynasty Warriors, but also kept its core. You know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry, was, you were saying. Yeah, and it was, it was what I was saying was the thing with Fist of the North Star, it's as I said, Yakuza is a niche game in this country. Uh mm-hmm. and and in America, I assume. I mean it's getting more popular, but it's it's still quite a niche title. Fist of the North Star in itself is a niche manga stroke anime in the West. Yeah. I, I mean it was more popular back in the 1990s because it was one of the only ones that had been translated. But now, yeah, well, we now all the kids all the have got base. their Dragon Balls and stuff. So, you know, yeah. and, and their One Pieces. So they don't want to see uh, Ken Shiro punching people until they explode. Yeah, I don't know why. They'd niche. fucking love it. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they're all watching. I mean, it's all One Punch Man now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've got to have you know, multiple it's... Punch Man. You've got to have 100 Punch Man. Yeah. yeah. 100 Punch or Man's just... far better than One Punch Man. You get at or least just... 99 more punches. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, it's just one pressure point touch, man. <laughs> but yeah, so you've, you've got a, a niche game and you've got a niche property that's on a niche game engine. So it's double niche. You know what I mean? So you can't guarantee that everybody that loves the Cuser is going to cross over with everybody that loves Fist of the North Star. So, although I, I think know, they man. would, I think they would because Yakuza is heavily influenced by Fist of the North Star. They're both, okay. yeah, yeah, they are. They've, they've got the whole manly tears are shed type okay. uh, thing going mind for them, you, they? Um, mind you, Fist of the North Star, I, I wonder if it would have a bit of an appeal with the popularity of Jojo, with uh, Jojo's oh, yeah, Bizarre yeah, Adventure yeah, yeah, at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Which is the same, uh, you know, same original creator and stuff. Uh, they could maybe, uh, you know, they could piggyback off of that popularity, potentially. Uh, they, they, they've just got to call the game Nanny in, in the <laughs> West, haven't they? they? That's what they got, Fist of the North Star. Nanny! Well, that's um, right. <laughs> so I said, that's, oh, boy, I, I can't wait for this Fist of the North Star game to come here. And you're sort of like, oh, I'm already playing it. 
Nå, ni! Men, ja, to anybody that doesn't know Fist of the North Star, that's going to sound like total nonsense. But, you know, I think, uh, uh, they, uh, this, is, this is me being entirely facetious, but I think they should, uh, you know, change up a few things in the translation and, uh, you know, appeal to the retro gamers and say it's, you know, it's the return of last battle. Oh, <laughs> you know, just make everybody disappear off screen before they explode. Yeah. Sorry. I actually have an original copy. I've got the Japanese copy, uh, the original Fist of the North Star Mega Drive game. Yeah. I do. I have a copy of that. Man, that cracked me up because I'd read all about that. I'd seen Last Battle on the shelves. I hadn't played it, but I'd seen it on the shelves. And uh, I'm a Fist of the North Star fan. And yet, some like years later, I sort of read that, oh, this was a Fist of the North Star game. They just censored it and uh, and changed the name. I thought, oh, I'll play that then. And I don't think it was a very good game. But I, I It's, I, it's I, one I, of the very... It's probably... I'm pretty sure it's one of the first release games. Uh, it, it definitely was a release game uh, when the Mega Drive came out in uh, the US and Europe. But Maybe I'm looks. pretty sure it's a release game in Japan as well. I'm pretty sure yeah. it is. Well, it's, uh, it's interesting because like, I, played, I played the ROM and I played both regions out of curiosity. Mm. You know, and I don't think it was a very good game either. Oh, God, no, it's, it's terrible. But... It's actually a sequel to the game that was released on the Sega Master System that was released in the West as Black Belt. Okay. They're, they're very similar in the way they play. But what, uh, what cracked me up, I was like, I wonder how they censored this, because I played the Japanese version, you know, and effectively you punch people and then their brains explode all over the place, you know, yes, in the true well, style of Fist of the North Star. They, in the Western version, the characters just fly off screen before they can explode. Uh, they explode <laughs> and fly off screen at the same time ah, in, in the Japanese version. Oh, do they? Yeah, much, them, much yeah. of the time, yeah. You can see their heads flying faster. off as they fly backwards. <laughs> That's great. Uh, dear, yeah, but uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, I'd like to see it come here. I would certainly buy it. I, I like, I love Fist of the North Star. I'll uh, double dip. Maybe... I'll happily double dip. Fair enough. See, I love it, but I don't know if I love it enough to, uh, you know, to play something I can't understand what it's telling me. If that makes sense. Mm. I didn't really mind because I thought, well, I kind of know the story. Yeah. Already, well, I know the story to the original manga and anime. So I thought, I'll know the relationships between the characters and everything. I'll just have to fill it in with my own head. And uh, the thing is that the game is based in a city called Eden, uh, which doesn't appear in the, uh, in, in the originals. Um, okay. But basically the whole story happens there. So all the characters that you meet in the manga and anime, they all exist in Eden for some reason and so the reason why you meet them is different the circumstances around you fighting is different and stuff like that however their backstories are still exactly the same so you know what you could uh, you could just uh, pull a samurai pizza cats and just uh, just guess what everybody's saying yeah that's pretty much what I'm doing that's pretty much what what I've done on your stream I just I just beat up Ray uh, a couple of days ago I did that on the stream yeah I beat up Ray and, uh, for anybody um, who doesn't know, Ray is a character who, uh, who 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 does like razors with his fingers. Yes, he does. He's a Nanto Seiken. Yeah, you know, just just like run his hand across somebody, and they'll just they'll just nice he'll neatly cut slice he'll like cut a carrot. He'll yeah. cut you like butter. That's <laughs> what he'll do. But uh, yeah, so um, I was going. Oh, I have no idea what he's saying. And a friend of mine who was uh, commenting on the screen, he he, he can read 
Japanese somewhat, and he was saying, oh, he's saying yeah. something about his sister and a guy with scars killing killing someone and I went oh in that in in that case it's exactly the same story as the the original I said yeah his sister's blind um I I said Jaggy is the one with the seven scars that he thinks Kenshiro is yeah and uh, etc etc and I went yeah yeah and then his sister turns up and I went she's blind and lo and behold she was blind because everybody's blind in Fist of the North well a couple of people are blind there's a few blind people in Fist of the North Star. Yeah, uh, until, you know, Ken, it's, they exist to give Kenshiro a chance to do the Jesus thing. with Yes, with yes, yes, Pokey Jesus, yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not, it's, it's not going to work on Shu, though, because Shu dug his eyes out, literally. I just saw the picture in this, this, this poor girl, and Kenshiro just sort of puts his thumbs either side of her head, and she's like, what are you doing? He goes, you're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. But yes, Fist of the North Star is wonderful. If if you can watch the anime, I suggest oh, you great. watch the anime. It lasts for quite a while. And I suggest you not watch Fist of the North Star 2 because that is rubbish. Which is Fist of the North Star 2? Fist of the North Star 2 is when Bat and Lin have grown up. And then there's some kind of love triangle between them oh, and Ken Shiro. And you have Kaio, who's the big bad... Um, instead well, of not when I've in, seen instead of Rao, I was thinking and, of New Fist of the North Star, the OVA. Oh no, no, that, that that one's only like about four episodes. It's worth a yeah, watch. Yeah, well, I really like. Yeah, that yeah, one. That, that's all right. But Fist of the North Star two is the second part of the original anime, and okay. uh, it's widely considered as a bad sequel. Fair enough. Yeah, but um, yeah, watch the original bits until he until he fights uh, Rai. You can you can go all the way through that, or you can watch the uh, the movie, which uh, that's what I've got. Yeah, condenses bits and pieces, um, takes liberties with the translation. Um, yeah, that was an interesting thing. I've mentioned this to you before, but it's it's worth <laughs> recording for the sake of the podcast. But uh, Fist of the North Star, the uh, the movie, I've you know I've had that for a long time. Uh, the uh, the VHS. animated movie. Yes. Oh God! No. Oh God! That, that, no. Wait. That's the only Fist of the North Star movie that exists in yes. my eyes. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. We don't talk God. about the other one. I mean, maybe for a bad movie night, but you know. Oh God! Yeah, they should do that. At, uh, the Swan. Do you know? I'm just going to say this quickly, but the best thing about the live action movie was uh, it, when they they attempt to do the the sort of thousand crack fist and the pressure point touching thing in the same move yeah. so he kind of touches a thousand pressure points very lightly and it just looks like our hero is trying really hard to hurt this guy and not putting a scratch on him yeah. goes, <laughs> like this and this this guy's just not moving and i just i just laughed um no, but the, yeah I, I had that movie the 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 animated fist of the yes, north star movie yes. which was translated by uh, carl masick mm who um, anybody into anime will know the name, but, you know, he famously uh, brought Robotech to the West, which was Macross and so on and so forth. Uh, was he, I, I don't know if he was involved in Akira, but uh, things like um, uh, Space Adventure Cobra and loads of the classics were uh, were done by Carl Masick, and a lot of people credit him with kind of getting the West interested in, in anime in the first place, you know. Uh, I mean, not including Speed Racer and uh, a lot of those classics, but he's credited with a lot of that stuff. You know, from doing Robotech, and uh, I don't know why, but occasionally they would just 
Now, I don't mind people sort of taking a few liberties to make a translation make more sense, but uh, I never understood the ending of Fist of the North Star until I watched it subtitled because it's completely different. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but don't uh, spoil you, it. Yeah, and and besides that, I'd, that's I'd not the, watching subtitled. That's not the ending to the. That's not the full ending because basically in the well the manga and the full anime the the TV series, Kenshiro meets Rao again. Okay. And and then there's another fight, and it's it's to do with Yuria and and stuff like that, and. Um, I need yeah, to, that, I need that, to that's it's, it's a really impre- the, the the last battle, as it were, <laughs> uh, is really pretty manly. Yeah, yeah, it's, I gotta it's see that manly, manly as hell. And well, uh, I got up to originally up to episode thirty-four because that's how many they dubbed into English. They did, yes, and then they just stopped. Uh, and so, yeah, so if I if I want to continue, I should really start again from the beginning in Japanese, you know, for the sake of context. Oh yes, yes you should. I, and there's I'll, I'll lend you the DVDs. Oh, you beautiful man, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I got to lend you a copy of Kung Pao at some point as well, haven't I? I said that yes, I'd you lend did. you Kung Pao. Yeah, that's a brilliant film. You'll love that. I am sure you will love that. Oh, wasn't I going to lend you my Dominion books as well? I was. I was yeah, you did you mention that. I just, books what we'll basically well. do Bloody is... Bloody hell, just, you're just going to take all of my yeah, rubbish. I'll just come to your house with a big box and just yeah, take it, that's all it. Just stuff, take everything. Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dominion, that's... A, yeah, Dominion Tank Police is... Uh, it, it's yeah. funny, I, I, I can't... Feel I, the I, power I, that they got. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't really say uh, wh- what it's for, but I recently... Did a little uh, something with um, Aaron from Game Grumps, aka Ego Raptor, and I also have been working on doing something for Freaks on Games with a voice actor who was in Dominion Tank Police, yes, he as was. you very well know. As I do, yes. Keep and the other day, uh, yeah, the other, the other day I was listening to uh, Game Grumps. They did a few podcasts, which is just it was called Before the Grumps where they talk about what they did before Game Grumps. And of course, I was interested in Aaron's because, you know, a lot of us, uh, those of us that are getting on a little bit in, in, in nerd years, uh, remember him as Ego Raptor, and he used to do these legendary animations on Newgrounds. And so I listened back to that, and he started talking about the stuff he used to love. And he, just, he mentioned Dominion Tank Police. Mm. And he referred to it as an obscure anime, and I was like, I, you know, at the time, not so much obscure. But still, it's it was just funny. I don't know and I how just obscure thought... it was over there, but over yeah, here, true, over actually. here, over here, because we have manga. Manga video was distributing all of the anime yeah. over in the West, and it was very readily available for sale in your local HMV to the extent that they had to have a big old rack of it. Yeah, in, I mean... in one corner of the shop. I I don't I don't know how it was in the states. I I they had like a bunch of different uh, distributors, didn't they? Like AD Vision and stuff like that. Over yeah, there. I think a lot. Yeah, they did have a Manga US, but they weren't. Uh, Not at the start. Uh... They didn't. Manga US came. Oh no, it was uh, came Central afterwards. Park Media. Yeah, and uh, I believe it was US Manga Core that did. That's it. Yeah, yeah, US, US Manga Core. The one with yeah. the really bad CG model of uh, MD Geist. At the oh, start, God. yes, <laughs> they d- they didn't get the wonderful manga video intro. Oh, <laughs> oh that that beautiful piece of music. Yeah, it's that, that's what's uh, the heart beneath by Celtic Frost. Yeah, it's just, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, look look that up because that's a great song. Uh, but 
Uh, yeah, no, Tank Police was like, they treated it as like their, they called it their their uh, video comic. Uh, okay. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, they, they, they used to say, oh, manga's latest video comic. And by latest, they mean only. <laughs> but the idea is because they were releasing one episode, uh, at least when they got to new Dominion Tank Police, they were releasing one episode per video. And they did that with weekly. the Giver as well, because oh, they yeah, released, they there were 12, the 12 episode yeah. Giver series. Uh, they Cure. they release those over the course of a year, one video every month. Oh, and that was month? The, the, yeah, that was the first time they ever did that, and I yeah, that was I the mean, first time they ever did that. And then they did it with Dominion as well. They VHS. they did it with Dominion every month uh, with new Dominion yeah. Tampa, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, some classics. You know, like again, in the UK, if you're among nerds. Of a, uh, of a particular, you know, past a particular age, and you mention either Tank Police or Giver, they know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, so yeah. I wouldn't call it obscure here. I mean, maybe to people that are any younger. I mean, hell, I'm a bit young for it, but because I was poor as shit, I, uh, everything that I had was secondhand from car boot sales, so, you know, I got everything late. See, on my, on my very shelf where I am, I do have a uh, Giver 1 figure just uh, uh, standing there. In I'll fact, I think I show, show you unbox it on YouTube. Show for Komachi. Yep. I, I wanted to get the others. I just uh, couldn't be bothered. I just... Yeah. I, 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 I don't have enough space on my shelf. I also have uh, Diax. Big Diax. Big Diax from Starfleet, which is one thing that only people my age can ever remember because it was on... <laughs> it was on TV. Like about Saturday mornings in about 1982. Man. And, it, and it's a puppet. Uh, it's a puppet show made by Go Nagai. Oh and boy, it, I love that guy! Quite, quite a marvelous thing. X Bomber, as it was. For the younger nerds listening, that is the guy behind Devilman, which has just Man. had a resurgence because and, of Devilman um, Crybaby, which is fucking awesome. Messenger Z. Oh, Z. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Did that. One oh as man, well. yeah. I love that guy. He 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 was responsible for an awful lot of the giant Robo stuff, like you know influence for the giant robo stuff so because uh, cause my childhood was uh, power rangers which was all mm. you know basically that live action yes yes so, yeah yeah well well as i said for me like uh x-bomber um starfleet one of one of the things that would happen in every episode very much like power rangers was the puppets would uh you know because they they were all kind of uh marionette stick puppets basically no, yeah, thunderbirds no string well not not thunderbirds but they they would oh, no, dump, they were done from the bottom yeah so they'd bop oh, they... up and down that they, they were clearly on sticks <laughs> and they were done uh, yeah, from the bottom that's they, uh, they, that, yes that, that's yeah they clearly had a rod up it. their ass but <laughs> Um, they they would run to different parts of the ship. They would get in their little red spaceships. They would fight a bunch of smaller spaceships, and then all of a sudden they would join up to become a big red robot man called Diax. And oh, it's such a cool design, and I always wanted a figure of that. But the figures that they released in the 1980s, firstly, most of them never came to England. Some of them were sold in France. Uh, because it was it was a really big thing in France this series as well. It was dubbed into French, um, but the toys never made it to England. And the toys that I found when I got older, they all had like these really weird yellow and blue bits on on the robot, and the robot's just like red and white. Weird. And so the toy just looked like a toy. It didn't look like oh, the me. the actual 
the actual robot. So I I never bought one, and then all of a sudden, um, some toy manufacturer was starting to do a giant robot series, and they they did Diex, and he looks like him, and you can you can pull him apart into his like little. Oh, smaller, smaller spaceships and stuff like that, and it's only a, I don't know, about eight inch, eight inch, nine inch tall figure, and certainly didn't cost me like nine and a hundred pounds to import <laughs> Japan. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's including the uh, the blackmail charge from the Royal Mail. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, man! Do you know that's uh, that would have been right at my street when I was a kid. You know that kind of thing. Got that uh, on DVD as well, if you want to borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just come over with a big, you know, yeah, big just carry box. a big box, and uh, I'll we'll give just, you my like entire DVD and video game collection yeah, well, and my mangas a, and everything. I'll, I'll hire a uh, a van, you know, like yeah, a U-Haul, company. something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I got myself a, a, a new Dominion Tank Police poster the other day off of uh, oh, eBay. Right. Cool. Yeah, it was their original sort of, you know, one of their original adverts that they put up in HMV or wherever. Oh, it was. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, because nice. didn't they use Shiro's art on uh, the front of? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the actual art from yeah Masamune Shiro's art from the, you know, the manga covers and that. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a beautiful picture of uh, Captain Britain sort of facing the other direction, looking pissed off. Oh yes, I know what picture that is. <laughs> I know exactly what picture you mean by when you say that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it's, it's got like the prices and the release dates and everything on it, and uh, yeah, it's 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 great. But yeah, for um, people listening, I can't say what yet. But yeah, there's a there's a sort of tenuous link coming sort of between Freak Zone and uh, sort of Tank Police. And you're in, in a gonna way. love it. Yeah, well, you fucking better <laughs> <laughs> because my wallet. Ah <laughs> oh, dear, it's funny oh, man. because it's true. Yeah, well, do you know what I've been playing recently, Minsky? Yeah, um, go on. What I've been playing? obsessing over Alien Soldier on the Mega Drive. Oh, yes. Yes. I can't put it down, and it's being very, very mean to me. It is. It's a very mean game. Oh, it's extremely mean. It, it's it's essentially a... Well, it's, it is it is a boss rush. That's all it is, yeah. isn't it, really? It it's, is the mother great. of all boss rush games. It's like Treasure just, just went... What the fuck is yeah, this level shit for? You don't need the fucking for? level. Yeah, bollocks to the that. levels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the levels just, are just, just, just have, refill just your have health. A, yeah, just have a five-second long level and then meet a boss. Yeah, just 25 bosses. Well, well you know, just mm. only Treasure would, would say that. Only Treasure would go, oh, yeah, you know what? We're just going to do 25 boss fights in, uh, yeah. you know, all of them using, and like, Treasure can complex... get away with it because they know their fans. They, yeah, they, but... they know their market. They know their fans. And they... This is the thing with uh, Alien Soldier. It came out really late in the uh, Mega yeah, Drive history to the point. I, I think it came out. The, the Saturn was already out by the point. Yeah, it came I believe out. it was 97, I think. I, yeah, oh, no, it was later than. It was earlier than that in Japan. Okay. Uh, 96, 95, maybe in Japan. But um, Visual shock, sound shock, speed shock. 68,000 is on fire or something like that, doesn't it say? <laughs> yeah, 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 so something to that. Something to yeah. that effect. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I feel like it should be lyrics to uh, to Fist of the North Star theme. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So like, and, and apparently it was unfinished anyway. It was supposed to have like yeah. something along the lines of two hundred boss fights or something. Yeah, crazy motherfucker. Absolutely <laughs> insane. But um, and uh, the, I mean, and I'm not just talking, uh, guys. I'm not just talking like 
uh, you know, like large enemies that uh, I'm not just talking a, a boss from Sonic. Even these, these, every single one of these is a large, complex sort of uh, you know um, paper doll animated thing made of like, all separate sprites and chunks that all move, uh, you know, in, depend dependently on each other. And it's a one man project as well, wasn't it? Holy within, shit! Within treasure, it was a one man project. I'm, just one oh, one dev in treasure just went for it and decided, yeah, this is what I'm making. That is that is amazing. Like, yeah, it, it's it's kind of caught me. It's 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 got me in 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 the sense that I every time I fire up something else to play because I'm quite behind on my PS4 games and there's sometimes it feels a little bit like homework trying to keep up with uh with the latest games but uh i just i fire anything else up and i just want to go back on alien soldier <laughs> and i was never really that good at it and and nobody's good at alien soldier what you were saying a couple of days ago when we were talking about this was absolutely true considering the date it came out it seems insane that there is not a six button mode for it yeah yeah, because the game has, uh, it's, it's got a lot of moves and only three buttons. And one of the, yeah, one of the big, uh, one of the big roadblocks for me in 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 getting good, so to speak, uh, is the uh, the dash move, which is you press down and jump to do the dash, which is okay, fine, down and jump, right, Mega Man style. Mm. But uh, in Alien Soldier, Epsilon Eagle, the the, your, your your player character can also stand on ceilings and when you're standing on ceilings you've got to be able to fire downwards so up and jump becomes dash and that getting your brain to to think about which which direction you want to press to do the dash which combo you have to press you know based on your current context uh adding that extra little bit of sort of thought process time to your reflex time you know what i'm trying to say no, yeah. it's uh that is a real like that is a quite a hurdle to get over in in getting good at that game and it's i'm like still you, not good at that it's like when you play a game where you're not expecting an inverted y-axis yeah yeah like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the japanese accusers have their y-axis different default to the uh, western ones oh that, man anytime i go back insane. to yeah, that that is. But then there's weird things in there, like different control standards in in Japan. Oh like, yeah, Owen uh, Owen X. Because yeah, obviously, well, on the PlayStation, uh, a, yeah. a circle is yes in Japan, while an X yeah. is no. Uh, but then but here, we're, an X we're, is also we're, no. We're, yeah, but we're always used to pressing that central button yes. as a yeah, yes. Button, we we don't we don't yeah we don't look at it. We don't look at the symbols and think yes and no. We think positional rather yeah, than. It, S- yeah, absolutely. That's the A button down there. Even yeah, when you're yeah. playing Nintendo and the A button's on the right, it's the B is still the A button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's, it's I think it's interesting how the different companies handle it. Like, right, Xbox, it's the Western style all over the world. So A, def- you know, the accept button is at the bottom. Mm. Uh, and uh, PlayStation, it's different here to Japan. So the it circle is. is yeah, such a pain when I'm playing Hotaga uh, Gotoku. Absolute oh, pain because all the, right the way through there. the game, circle is yes x is no until i save and then it goes into the system menu uh, <laughs> and then it's and then completely reversed it. yeah. yeah it's i just it, think it's because nintendo have the japanese style worldwide yes they do yeah, yeah. so and luckily you know i've i've got my muscle memory there where, where i can feel a nintendo controller in my hands i know to hit the uh, the, the button on the right there 
But then you get games like Shovel Knight where they've actually set it to the other configuration. <laughs> so you use B to confirm in Shovel Knight, whereas the rest of the Nintendo games you don't. And so that that pisses me off. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, what was I getting at? Um, I can't remember now. Something to do with Alien Soldier. Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah the buttons, the the the, the buttons. Yeah, the, the, the lack right, of the... buttons. The lack yeah. of buttons and doing it upside down when you're upside down and that. Yeah, of course. With with the context changing, what direction you have to press, you can't yeah. even like say create a a, a shortcut in your emulator, or you can't make no. it so that say that your Y button becomes down and 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 C because it, what it's you press with C changes. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, you know that's a game that deserves a re-release on something with more buttons, but yeah. I don't know if that would ever happen. Well, I wondered because uh, M2, who are famous for porting many Sega games to different formats and porting them well, uh, as opposed to other companies that just do them lazily in crappy emulators. Mm-hmm where the frame rates are terrible um but m2 do it well m2 are the company that sega japan goes to to make their emulated ports and stuff like that they are the company that made the later sega vintage collections in the west the earlier ones were done by digital eclipse and are terrible and have button lag and stuff they are also responsible for the 3D Classics collections on the 3DS which are all absolutely amazing and and do add an awful lot of stuff to their ports Uh, you know extra levels extra transparencies put like the Super Scalar games into widescreen it's what I call the Sonic 1 Spin Dash situation yeah yeah, they if you've got the spin, spin dash in Sonic One, then you you you, you know then yeah. you know it's a good. Yeah, port, they generally. are very very good, and well worth reading the interviews. I I gave you one of the interviews, didn't I, about the Mega Drive uh, yes. emulation they did. But yeah. the, the, there's a lot of interviews on that website, and I can't remember what website it is. But I think they might even be on Game of Sutra as well. Um, Geocities.com forward slash m two interviews html. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. That company also made the Sega Ages collections on the PS1. Not all, not, not PS1, PS2. No, PS2. Not, not all of them, because the earlier ones were 3D Ages, and they were made... Oh, those things. They were made partially by Sega and another company, who I can't remember who they were. Uh, D3. D3 Publisher. D3 Publisher are famous for making very, very bad, low-budget games on the PS2, uh, such as EDF, Earth Defense Force, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. EDF is one of the most amazing, cheap-ass games you can ever play. But they took that same design philosophy and put it to making remakes of Outrun and Space Harrier and Afterburner and Golden Axe and they're all terrible. Yeah, in they're the West they released a collection of them terrible. as a Sega Classics Collection, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The only and really just... good one that's under the 3D Ages banner is probably Virtua Racing, because it's called Virtua Racing Flat Out. And it's basically an improved version of the original Virtua Racing. Uh, okay. And it still uses flat-shaded polygons. It runs at 60 oh, frames nice. per second. It's so, a like really HD, beautiful basically. port. Oh, no, no. Bonanza oh, you know Brothers I mean. is all right as well. 
And yeah, so it's Fantasy the, Zone. The Fantasy Zone say. port just looks like Fantasy Zone, but it's actually in 3D. It's 2.5D. And yeah, uh, then there's good. an into the screen bit where you actually fight the boss. Uh, but that, that 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 one's not bad. But yeah, Golden In Axe. Fact, you guys can all go and you guys can oh. see Mensky playing these on his channel. Yes, yes, that, those are very old videos of mine. I apologise in advance. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're terrible. But because I think those games got such a bad rap, Sega employed M M two, and M two yeah. did all the later. Uh, Sega Ages collections and they were all compilations of different games and they did the Space Harrier collection and they did I think they did a Bonanza Brothers collection as well and they did a trick one called the Treasure Box and the Treasure Box has Alien Soldier and Gunstar Heroes and all the Mega Drive Treasure games on it and I thought that maybe they had added a six button mode in, in that version of Alien Soldier, but sadly... Well, well not so much a six-button mode, but a mode that yeah. took advantage of the uh, PlayStation 2 controller, but yeah, sadly they mode, didn't. Yeah. There, there, oh. there are a bunch of extras in it. For example, you can turn off the sprite limiter, so you can actually... Okay. Yeah, so the emulator stops flickering when there's too yeah. many sprites on the screen and stuff like that. So, you know, there have been improvements, and there's all sorts of filtering options and stuff like that, but... Sadly, buttons were not one of the things they did, which is a shame, really. And that's well, the only I, time they've ever emulated it, so they, they've never released it. It's about to come out again on the uh, current on the PS4 and Xbox One, but I don't know what those emulators are going to be like, because it looks uh, like it's based on the current Steam Mega Drive releases, yes, it does. which uh, it have does. quite a lot of lag on them. It does. Excuse All of that stuff is apparently spearheaded by a department in Sega US or Sega UK. It's a shame because those games have... They're, they're they're having... It's the same people who did the Steam stuff and it's possibly the same people who did Sega Forever. It's a shame because those, those emulators have performance issues just because they have a 3D <sighs> menu running underneath them. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, all, running, man, remember... all running in Unity. Yeah. Yeah. Which, not so much of a problem until you realise that it, it could be a problem. When you need an awful lot of CPU cycles to emulate something, yeah. don't use it on running Yeah, don't, don't have a, running a 3D texture. menu in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh man, I, you remind me, I, I had the, uh, yeah, the Sega Classics collection, which was the 3D Ages thing. And, you know, to describe it to people that... Um, that that haven't played it you i mean you play it now and you're looking for the unlicensed unity logo at the start you know mm. what i mean if you it, it looks like it needs to go up on green light basically especially uh, golden axe is the worst of them yeah. golden axe is by far the worst of them because somehow they managed to stretch out a game that lasts a, roughly about 20 minutes an arcade game that roughly lasted about 20 minutes doubled yeah. the length of it and they didn't yeah. add anything extra. Well, so the stages removed. just go on and on and on. I remember things being removed and just replaced with empty ground and enemies. Yes, and... that's that's essentially what it is. It's oh, it's terrible. It really is bad and the gameplay is nowhere near there. It's it's just so loose and and well, it's not it's unresponsive. It there's no impact to it. Because, Great music, though. Yeah. Oh, the music in it is amazing. 
the music that came out of it they they use the music as part of the remixes for the golden axe stage on uh sonic all-stars transformed sonic all-stars racing transformed that is it 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 samples the tracks from the uh 3D Ages version of Golden Axe. It's, it's yeah, it's the only That's good a hell thing of a tune as well. Oh yeah, the wild the wilderness track is amazing on it. Yeah, it really yeah. is. But um, yeah, the gameplay. There's something. Golden Axe. The original Golden Axe is very precise and very slow in what it does. Say, uh, it feels like it there is a bit. certain certain amount of weight to it because I mean you're swinging swords and axes. You know what I mean? I so, do always find Golden Axe one a little bit sluggish though. I it, prefer it, the way it, the sequels it is, were but. Apparent. There seems to be purpose to it. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. seems... I was going to say, because then again, there was a, a re-release of that uh, on the Game Boy Advance, which had mm. a, it was a, a collection of three games. Uh, Sega uh, Smash uh, Pack, they Oh, yeah, because they did a couple of Sega Smash Packs. The other one was Afterburner. That's right, yeah. Uh, Outrun. And... Another, Super it's got to be another Sprite Scaler game. Super yeah, it's hang got to be Super Hang On, yeah. I think it was Outrun, Afterburner, and Super Hang On. I've got that. I've got that one for the Game Boy Advance somewhere. I'm pretty so, sure. So I've well, got supposedly that one. the first Smash Pack on Game Boy Advance was uh, it, basically they one guy just took all the assets from the ROMs and just remade the games for the Game Boy. Oh, okay. There's a few things like the music is sampled from the Mega Drive, which means that oh, they can't I fit it all I, on the cartridge. Yeah, I think so I can like remember two tracks this. Per game. Yeah, but, and it loops terribly, doesn't it, or something? Yeah. But interestingly, he's chosen to uh, speed Golden Axe up a little to make it feel more responsive, and something feels missing when it when it when it plays faster. So ah. you, yeah, yeah, you probably got Golden Axe Two on the Mega Drive is a bit faster. Um, yeah, because I say I, I do I find that I like the way Golden Axe Two feels because it's just, yeah, Golden Axe Two feels like it, it, actually Golden Axe Two is a definite improvement over Golden Axe One. It, it feels yeah. like it's an improvement over the engine. I, I, it's a shame that Golden Axe 2 never got an arcade release, in my or opinion. Or rather, it's a shame that the arcade Golden Axe 2 didn't get a home release, the uh, Revenge of Death Adder. Yeah, yeah. Is that Revenge Which, of Death Adder? Well, well, yeah, it's Revenge of Death. Well, there were two Golden Axe arcade sequels. One of them was, yeah, Revenge of Death Adder, and the other one was... Um, was it The Duel? The Duel, yeah. Which, that was on Saturn. That, sure. was on Sa- that was on Saturn Harbor, yeah. That one, yeah, yeah, I was, that was a little Saturn. disappointed by that one. Yeah, well, it was a... It was a beat 'em up in the time when beat 'em ups yeah. were popular, wasn't it? You know, yeah. That that was the main problem. You you couldn't make a scrolling beat 'em up anymore because everybody was interested in Street Fighter. You know. Yeah. So it was just Street Fighter with Golden Axe characters, and it just yeah. wasn't what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I think about beat 'em ups. We've we've had these uh, conversations before. You yeah. know, I I you know the later the later nineteen nineties it was very hard to. You know, sell sell a beat 'em up to the extent. I, uh, um, Ancient, the company who who made Streets of Rage, uh, Yuzo Koshiro's uh, family company, uh, or well, they were heavily involved in the three original Streets of Rages. Uh, some of it was done by the companies that ended up becoming Overworks and stuff like that. But um, they made multiple pitches to Sega for Streets of Rage 4 and apparently at that point in time Sega of America were making the decisions rather than Sega of Japan as to what came out on the Dreamcast and they just didn't care about the heritage of the original three games and just went oh "Oh, it's it's a beat-em-up 
nobody buys beat maps anymore. Don't care. That's because you're not making them. And the hilarious thing is, around the same time, they were releasing Zombie Revenge, which is the <laughs> beat-em-up spin-off of House of the Dead. Jeez. Oh, you know, well, it's, which it's is like... not very good. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> It was like with the, with horror games a few years back, wasn't it? Whatever, it's like, oh, no, no, they don't sell anymore. And it's like, how do you know when you're not making them? And then suddenly a few indie gamers, indie developers started making them and then they went, they sold like crazy and everyone said, well, yeah, what yeah. do you know? And then the genre came back. It's like, I think it was a Jim Sterling video where he said, like, you can't say it doesn't sell if you're not trying to sell it. Yeah, it's it's very true. It's, it's very true. It's the same with, uh, you know, space combat games i think it um, was... uh, star citizen and elite dangerous were being oh, kick-started yeah, yeah. roughly exactly the same time and you know star citizen god knows when we're going to see that but elite dangerous has been going for about the last uh, three years now and i have been yeah. enjoying it yeah people seem very happy with that one yeah they seem happy and and there is a market there is clearly a market for it it's just that people have not been bothering to cater to that market for probably about yeah. 20 years. The, the market is called uh, people who are disappointed by No Man's Sky, basically. Uh, well, no, No Man's Sky hadn't even come out at that point in time. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But it's, no. uh, I mean, I know. I remember a lot of people saying, oh, just play Elite Dangerous instead because No Man's Sky, it, it, apparently it's pretty good, but it's just Minecraft in space. Mm, uh, it's a survival a game. It is a survival game. game. It is a yeah. survival game. But a lot of people it's were expecting not... sort of an elite type game yes, based on the yeah. way it was the way it was. It was uh, way it was advertised. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not. It's a survival game. Yeah, very much so. Uh, but um, oh, so I, I digress. I was going to say the thing. Uh, yeah, what blew my mind with Alien Soldier was the fact that it was it was a boss rush. But every, like every single one of these bosses, they're not just like a you know a, a character jumping around that you shoot. These are these these big multi part things, and they were they're achieving. Things that you know that a lot of people uh, would would almost describe as Mode Seven effects on the Mega Drive, yeah. uh, which that console is not capable of. Um, but and I'm guessing they're using things like horizontal interrupt and the stuff that you'll see on the uh, the Game Hut channel, you know. And yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's ways of doing it, but obviously it's all CPU intensive because they haven't got any any ever custom hardware to. Yeah. Um, take the take the weight off the CPE. But I've been taking massive inspiration as as I'm playing this game. So uh, you know, uh, people uh, playing. You know, when when Sparky comes out, you know, you you guys will probably see how this game and other treasure things have influenced me. It's uh, mm. it's it's all come together. It's all it's all been pretty amazing. Speaking of shooter maps, somebody yeah. uh, uh, reminded me today. I ha it has been on my radar for quite a while. But somebody has reminded me that um, Blazing Chrome, the game Blazing oh, Chrome, is is due to appear sometime shortly. Blazing Chrome? Yeah, it's a uh, run and gun. Um, it looks very much like uh, Contra. Contra. Very, oh, okay. very stylish. Um, Style-wise, it looks very much like uh, Contra 3. Um, yeah, it looks really beautiful. Kind of, you know, like post-apocalyptic. Red sky kind of scrolling, uh, scrolling shooter, very very much like a Contra and Contra the Hardcore. 
contra and, hardcore and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, jam. it looks it looks very similar similar to those to contra free and hardcore. I'll take um, that back. Contra hardcore is my jam. Once I've patched in the uh, the health bar from the Japanese version. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so so it's got that, and uh, you know it's um, got a lot of uh, inspiration from Metal Slug as well. You know, oh, yeah, really nice well. smooth animation and stuff like that. And I believe it's out soon. I'm not quite sure when, but I believe it is out soon. It's been um, it's 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 been on my radar for probably about a year. But um, oh, I should have to look this one up. Yeah, it looks really 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 good. Um, yeah, it's it's they they've just been demoing it at GDC oh, apparently. Yes. I've got uh, I've got a Google image search up right now, and uh, I am already making a mess of my pants. This looks yeah, awesome. It does. It looks very very nice indeed. If you have a look at some of the video footage of it, it looks very yeah. This nice is indeed. it's contra hardcore basically, isn't it? It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I absolutely love contra hardcore, but I've I've never beaten it, uh, and it's. Uh, it's hard enough with the Japanese version, let alone yeah. when they they completely. The Japanese out. version is the version I tend to play. Yeah, because for the I mean for for the American version, they took out uh, the health bar, which means you get one hit kills in mm. this game that was already hard. Mm. And then for the European version, they took that version and then made everybody a robot. Yeah, probotector. Probotector. Yeah. That's because of Germany. It's the Germans. They they didn't like that type of thing. So, um, uh, do you know, first, first they do wars, they do a war, and yes, then they do yes. a censorship. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's you think about it, right? World War Two censoring Contra. Yeah. Too much. I know. I know. The two worst things that ever happened. Yes. Very, very <laughs> much so. Very much so. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Before before we say anything, uh, a certain type of people. Uh, before we get before me. we say anything inflammatory. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just I I I've been trying to play other games, but my brain keeps thinking of Alien Soldier, and then Alien Soldier punishes me for trying to take it on. So, uh, I I played uh, the uh, remastered version of Burnout Paradise on my uh, PS4 for several days of uh, um, unbro- yes. unbroken play and not much sleep and then within 32 hours i had 100 percent completed it again oh man do you know i've been absolutely starving for a good racing game and i mean for years at this point i love i love burnout paradise and i get i have issue with people saying it's the worst burnout i if you consider burnout to be the specific game design and direction the original Burnout games were, then yeah, it's not much like Burnout. Mm-hmm. But then again, I think it's the better game because of it. It's sort of the black sheep of yeah, Burnout. Yeah, I think it's the better game because of it. I have put far more time into Burnout Paradise than I have probably any of the other Burnouts combined. My Xbox 360 friends list, probably about 30% of the people who are on that friends list, I met free playing burnout <laughs> paradise the cooperative play that you get when you go online and you start doing all the challenges and stuff like that is amazing when you get a really good group going and and you're you know driving around the map doing all the stunts and you know every so often having the odd race and stuff like that but the racing isn't 
the most important thing. It, yeah. Like the racing, you do all the racing in single player, and you and you play, you know, play for your races in single player, and people don't like those races because obviously you're not limited to the roads that you can go down. You can take your own shortcut, which annoys some people. I freaking love it because I've memorized those roads and I know exactly which yeah. ones to go down without looking at the map and stuff like that. But Yeah, see, I think that that's something I would come to enjoy over time, but it's that that's quite a barrier of entry if you have to learn it all, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. At least uh, now... Well, when, when I originally played on the Xbox 360, there wasn't even a restart option in it. Yeah. So if, if you uh, screwed up your race, you'd end up having to drive all the way back to the, the point of the race that you had to go to. Yeah, I played the demo and uh, I was put off by that. Yeah, the, the, um, Alex Ward, who was, I think he was a running criterion at the time, made such a crappy effort at damage control when people found out there wasn't a restart there and he was going oh we're we've done it on purpose it's a designed oh, decision yeah. in order for you to see more of the city bollocks just put a restart in mate burnout breathes through her skin <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so like eventually they said oh you've asked for it and you've got it restart is in the game and at last yeah it's not it's not a hard thing to do you know, yeah. and they, one of the things that they said was like, oh, if we have restarts in, there's going to be loading times in the game and we don't want loading times in the game. Well, then if we don't want loading times, then we won't hit the restart button, will we, Jack? Yeah. It's like, give people the freaking option. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, eventually they did. But um, by, the, by that point in time, I think I'd finished the whole whole map anyway. Because you, you, you have to, um, for every license, you have to do a certain number of races or events on the map and for your elite license you have to do every event on the map now that isn't a problem when you're in the first 50 or so events but there's about 127 events on the map and on the west side of the map there isn't as many events as there are on the east side because on the east side it's it's the city and on the on the west side mm-hmm. you're into the mountain areas Makes sense. and one of the worst things that you can hear when you are trying to complete burnout paradise and uh you are on your very very last few events is for dj atomica who is a patronizing dickhead to begin with every time you fail a stage for him to go Travel west to the wind farm. Oh, God, no, not back to the bloody wind farm. I've got no events there. I've got no events to do there. Don't take me back to the wind farm, please. But, well, yeah, that, that I happens. I should have to give it a shot. Uh, because I am, yeah, I'm starving for a good racing game because that genre has just uh, it's really changed into something that's not to my taste mm. and i love racing games that used to be one of my favorite genres and well i'm an i'm an arcade racing fan as as you well know yeah me too me too it's the problem is i i will take a sim racer from time to time as well but what we're getting at the moment is like neither one nor the other it's this weird sort of midway point between arcade racing and sim racing and it's not good at being either and uh, also, there's got this strange obsession with making every racing game a fucking MMORPG, you know, yeah, or at least yeah. MMO. Oh, what the crew? Well, yeah, and everything. The crew, Drive Club, Need for Speed did it for crying out loud. You know, the most recent Need for Speed. Really, uh, I, I, I haven't really been paying attention. 
the, the second most recent Need for Speed, rather. The most recent one, apparently, is uh, Microtransaction Fest. But I used to love the Need for Speed series and the Burnout series. Uh, and what happened was after Burnout Paradise, EA bought Criterion, the, uh, you know, the developers of uh, Burnout. And instead of making their own Burnout games, they effectively merged Criterion in with the Need for Speed developers and just, like, made Need for Speed yes, this yes. weird... And it's this weird yes, amalgamation that, that, of the that two. later Need for Speed game was essentially Burnout Paradise 2, except it yeah, was only 30 frames per wanted. second. It was only 30 frames per second, which just I think, ruined I think it, it for me. I think it might have had a better frame rate on the Wii U version, actually. Yeah, well, you, that that that, that ruined it for me because it was it was half the frame rate, and as well as that, every so often you'd see a car in the street and you go, "Oh, I'd like that car." Oh, in order to get that car, you have to buy the DLC. No, uh, yeah, no. Well, the, thankfully, the Wii U version came later and it had everything in it. It was like a game oh, of the well, year okay. edition in a way. So that's uh, okay. the version I had of that, and I did quite enjoy it. I had a big problem with it, which was that um, the. <laughs> I couldn't pick a car I liked and use it a lot because there was only each car only had like five races you could do in that car and then you had to change car. Yeah. And that kind of sucked because I like to pick something I like and get get good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of annoying. And uh, the difficulty curve was very strange. It had so many sp- difficulty spikes in it, like really strange difficulty spikes. But otherwise, I did quite enjoy that one. But it was, it sucked because it wasn't a burnout game and it wasn't a Need for Speed game. It was like, it was the, it was the video game equivalent of one of those crappy little, uh, you know, tablet laptop hybrids, which is shit at being both. You know, it just, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was the Wii U. I, mm. Which is, you know, and being that I was playing it on the Wii U, it felt strangely fitting. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Do you know what racing game I'm looking forward to? What's that? The 90s... No. Uh, yeah, racing I... Apex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that... Uh, uh, racing yeah. Apex looks amazing. That's the kind of... Uh, yeah, that's the one that's That, that virtual racing there. clone. Racing Apex looks amazing. Yeah, I, I don't would want to say nothing for... about the other game. Yeah, yeah. I would be because... looking forward to the other game, but it doesn't seem to be... Yeah, Quote it's still being it's still being worked on. I I I look at the uh, the Steam backend, Steam DB entries every so often, and it's still being worked on. So okay, yeah. You so know, it's not just they're gathering dust on a shelf somewhere. No, as far maybe as I can tell. As far yeah, as I can maybe tell. it's another one of those kickstarters where the developers just bit off more than they could chew. I think he did. I'm yeah. pretty sure he did. Well, after um, I was in after Need for Speed Most Wanted, uh, I tried Need for Speed Rivals, which was again it was the same idea. It was just uh, it, it Burnout Paradise, but shit, you know, basically just no, no. It, again, wasn't Burnout. It wasn't Need for Speed. And then they announced just a game just called Need for Speed. That was all it was called. And they mm. and they sort of posed it as like a reboot to the series, which takes it back to its roots. They had the car modding. They had uh, the uh, the open world and the story, and it was it was like you look at it, it's like this is Need for Speed, this is Need for Speed Underground or Need for Speed Carbon. This is you know it's it's Golden Age, and they're bringing it back to that, and it looked just like that, and I was excited, mm. and I picked it up, and as soon as I started it, it made me watch and like something like a like a ten to fifteen minute unskippable live action cutscene. Oh why? And the game is littered with those, and just like a lot of. <sighs> more recent racing games it treats you like an idiot like it it treats you like you've never played a game in your life and i appreciate that a lot of people playing racing oh, games wow. aren't yeah um yeah i've heard of another game that's done that recently and i can't remember which one it was one of the rally games 
I I think it was one of the Dirt games, you know? Oh, yeah. They they did Dirt 4 recently. Yeah, somebody told told me that, yeah, the Dirt game, it was like... um, It was so patronising at the start as regards to a tutorial on how to drive the car. Yeah. And it was done with such hideous kind of dude bro speak. You know, <laughs> yes, this stuff. yeah, and, it's cringe. And the one thing that somebody said was Colin McRae would be rolling in his grave if he knew that's what happened yeah. to his games. Oh yeah, isn't it? It's like well, you know, spin your wheels to start the event. Well, that, well, well, that, that's that that's Burnout Paradise. <laughs> but we'll, uh, yeah, that's that's DJ Atomica, who who you can turn off, thankfully. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, do you know, I was playing a little bit of uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed, which is the longest game name ever, uh, the yeah, other day. It's, it's and... a beautiful game, though. It's, it's oh, God, awesome. I love that game. The, 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 the second game, Transformed, the first one was very much a Mario clone, Mario yeah. Kart clone. It was Mario Kart it, Sonic Edition. Yeah, it, like, and considering Sumo Digital were the company responsible for porting Outrun, Outrun 2, should I say, to the Xbox and everything. I was hoping... Oh, and that is a hell of a port. Yeah, I was hoping for something a little more faithful to... Faithful yeah. to Sega Racers, basically, because obviously the people... There's there's a guy... Um, oh, God, I can't remember his name. His username is Sol. Uh, okay. Sumo Sol. Uh, Steve Lysett, I think it is. Or, oh, yeah. or something yeah. like that. And he clearly is the he was the executive producer for these games and uh, he clearly had a passion for those projects and he wanted to make sure that outrun was perfect and he he's he's apparently the big sega fan in sumo digital was i don't know if he's still working with him um but um yeah so the the first game comes out and i think oh you know you got all those characters and stuff but the car handling and everything it just felt like a mario clone it really did mm. But the second yeah. one... Well, at the time, I, I loved Mario Kart, but I hated the uh, the Wii's video output, so it was a nice yeah. alternative for me. Yeah, but the second one... I mean, it still had the press-button-to-drift uh, mechanic that yeah. Mario Kart is famous for, which Sega games tend not to have. You end up having gear stick drifts and stuff well, like that. Well, I remember, that. like, uh, I believe in, but, in Outrun 2, I remember it being very much like just... You, you would sort of... You sort of tap the brake and then let go and then and then. Well, yeah, then yeah, just, you can do that, or do you a can. Natural drift. Uh, if you're if you're in manual gears, you go down one and up one very very quickly. Oh, cool. And if if you if you're on a uh, like an Xbox 360 controller, Xbox controller, whatever, um, you can set the gears up to the right analog stick, so you oh. can just kind of flick your thumb up down. And, yeah, and cool. it, it works really well as a gear stick. Um, by default, I don't think the Outrun games were set up like that. The, the first one was, but I don't think Coast to Coast was for some reason. I think they probably had some fo- focus group testing and people didn't realise that you could use the thumbstick and people were wondering where the gears were, you know? Yeah. Um, but obviously Transform doesn't have that. You've got the, the whole, whole, button to, whole button to drift, the drift button yeah. mechanic. Even then, that it, it has that button drift mechanic, the handling of the cars felt a hell of a lot more, yeah. lot more like Outrun. They had a weight to them. Yes, definitely. You know, because the problem with Mario Kart and the problem 
with the original Sonic All-Stars Racing is the cars did not feel like they had weight. They felt like toy cars. They felt yeah. like toy vehicles. Yeah, I mean, that was that was Mario Kart's whole thing, isn't it? Well, that, yeah, well, that's... Feel. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was glad that they put that back. Well, the whole thing, like... In Transformed. Transformed. It, yeah, tra- tra- I mean, Transformed just... It, it does feel quintessentially Sega. Like, oh, it does. Even the transformation mechanic and, and the way the courses are designed and stuff, yeah. it doesn't... Although it's still, you know, effectively, it's still there. Oh, that that is a love letter to Sega, that game. Everything about it. The the last secret character, Ages, is the Daytona Hornet that transforms into a Tomcat. Uh, Yeah, transforms into a Tomcat when it's in the air from Afterburner. And transforms into a Dreamcast controller. (laughs) Oh, the gate Uh, Sorry, Vinsky, the wife is here. Oh, okay. Yeah, it transforms into a Dreamcast controller. Yes. The, and, that uh, makes terrible grinding and beeping noises every time you crash. I've got a saboteur here. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about games. Ooh, I don't like games. Do you know, this is going on the internet. No. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. She hates the sound of her voice. And uh, oh. Sorry, Mitsuki. Um, uh, no, yeah, no, that game was... So what made me laugh was that the other day I was uh, I was playing that game and I went to the menu to uh, to change the, the volume on it, on all of the, the sound channels and that. Yeah. And um, I started turning down the uh, the announcer. And, uh, you know, that generally, if you change the music volume, it'll play some music so you can tell. The sound volume plays it. And it was great. They had a little thing where the announcer, if you're turning the volume down, it says, wait, what are you doing? You're going the wrong way. And you turn it up, and he said, "Oh, now you're talking my language." So that's a really nice little touch. That's brilliant. I'm going to have to check that. I've got it on the yeah. PC. I've got the Steam version. Oh, it's, it's pretty great. Um, yeah, I've played it for a while. I've unlocked it all again. Agree. You don't agree. You can't hear what he's saying. I agree. You have played, the wife has played uh, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing Transformed. That was the Mario Kart type thing that uh, we used to play on the PS3. Oh, that was good until they started flying. I think she wants me oh. to take a short break. No. Okay. No? No. Okay, well, I am busting uh. for a piss, so oh. maybe I should anyway. <laughs> maybe you should. It's hard to sat on your bladder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was going to say, I do have more things I wanted to say, so I don't really want to wrap up yet, but it depends how busy you are. Well, that's good. Good. <coughs> <Sorry>. <coughs> 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 I just it's, swallowed some very warm mountain dew. Jesus. Uh, it's, uh, it, this, this is the part where the, the podcast is extremely professional. Yeah. Um, it all went downhill when Tracy entered. What, the <laughs> podcast or my life? This is my only job. No! What? You're going the wrong way. Shame on you. Don't do this to me. I'm loving the sound of my own voice. Keep going. Higher. Congratulations. You've turned up the awesome. Cool. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I After think we should keep all of that in. <sighs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So what were we talking about? I can't remember. We got rudely interrupted. Racing games. Racing uh, games. Yeah. We I did. Know. What was that with that? Racing games. Yeah, no, I had some things. I, I, I have a few bones to pick with racing games in general. You know, like I said, a lot of uh, the, the fact that EA basically merged Burnout and Need for Speed into something that was shit at being either. Mm. Uh, I, I, was, I was saying that I was playing that, uh, that Need for Speed reboot, as they were calling it. Yeah. And it, it first, 
it forced me to sit through a live action unskippable cutscenes and I say cutscenes this is because it happens throughout the game constantly and they're long and uh, the the actors are mediocre and it's just it's you know it's it's no secret that they're just trying to be like oh hey this is the fast and the furious but not yeah yeah as i as i said about the i think that was a very similar thing yeah and like and then after that i found out i couldn't pause it i was like why can't i pause it and then i realized i was online and there was no option to play offline and then i struggled to find any race whatsoever and then I start meeting with really crazy performance problems. I'm talking like, you know, like a bad Steam port, like, or if you know, when you're playing yeah, yeah. a PC game and you don't have the, the right, uh, the right spec or whatever. This was, this wasn't just frame skipping. This was like grinding to a halt, like slowdown and stuff. And it's a shame because the game looked beautiful, mm. but this was crazy slowdown. And uh, I realized it was the online that was doing it, like in that Deadpool port they recently did, where it must be—I don't know if it's like checking uh, with their servers sa- or whatever. Same thing happened in the early days of Metal Gear Solid: Phantom Pain. You couldn't play okay. it online. You couldn't play it online. It just kept stopping the game. Yeah, then Deadpool does that. If you play it on the really? PS4 or Xbox oh, wow. One, yeah, it's a it's a straight up port of the last gen version. But yeah. every and you can actually time it in Deadpool. It's similar like uh, exactly what, every thirty seconds. What's Deadpool got that's online? En- what uh, online elements? No, nothing. Got? It's nothing. It's a. And I'm like, uh, apparently, it's just checking that you haven't pirated it, and it's like it's on consoles. Oh, why? Like how many people hack and buy, I, that's that's what I've read. It could be you know that's probably speculation. But like, how many people today within this generation of consoles? Why does where a DRM check after authenticate itself with a server every thirty seconds? Wouldn't it just need to authenticate with itself once to tell you it's legit? Because yeah. then it's legit. Because like. <gasps> Yeah, I don't know, but like uh, this is all I can think. Possibly, maybe it's not that. Maybe it, they, they've thought of another reason. Maybe it's looking for updates so that they can give you, in case they want to give you a microtransaction. I don't know, but you know that's the spec. That's just speculation. But I can't think oh, why else they God. would do it on an offline game. And I can, and and you can prove that that it is the online that's doing it because if you go into your uh, console settings and disable your internet connection, the game runs perfectly. I think I might have even heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. That that rings a bell. Yeah. There's a lot of games where that happens, where the internet traffic just kills the game dead. And when it's a game that I don't even want to play on the fucking internet. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I, Well, Need for Speed started doing that. And I didn't even want to play online. Yeah. I don't blame you. And then I, I finally found a race in this like massively empty open world. I finally found a race because there was loads. It showed uh, quite a few races, but it's like you must be level forty-two to enter this race. You must be level nine to enter this one. I was like, well, let me Great. find one so I can start leveling up. And I don't know what I'd done if I like I'd chewed my cart wrong. But the first race I even got to, everybody, every other racer just peeled out like way off in front, and and I had no okay. chance. And they I was like, all had better vehicles than you. Yeah. Um, they just all had better internet connection than me. Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't know. I mean, my internet connection is decent, so I don't even know what it is. But that performance was unacceptable. And I was just massively gutted about that. And 
and then they did another Need for Speed, which basically, after sort of, you know, oh, we've rebooted it, we've made it back to classic Need for Speed, and then the next one is, yet again, a shit version of Burnout Paradise. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, it amazes me that EA have released Burnout Paradise again. It really does. Not only have they released Burnout Paradise, they've released it with all the DLC intact, and they're not expecting us to pay through the nose for anything new, by the looks Very of cool. things. At the moment, there's no microtransactions or any kind of guff. It's just Burnout Paradise as you truly remember it. How much uh, did it cost? Uh, $29.99. Okay, so not too bad then. I was like, I want it because I know the the kind of thing that these these people do is that they will charge new game price. I know that they put uh, Modern Warfare 1 on the uh, PS4 and Xbox. Oh, uh, yeah. And didn't that first... have microtransactions and stuff like that added to it? Yeah, not and just that, but... all of the level, all of the DLC levels were DLC again, so you actually had to yeah. buy all the DLC levels again, so they weren't even bundled. And you couldn't, at first, you couldn't even get it unless you bought uh, the new... The new... Modern Warfare, yes. the Infinite yeah. Warfare. You needed to buy that, and it was on the disc. But then later, they released it separately <sighs> for a full price, oh, and you God. had to buy all the DLC again and everything. Oh it's my god. Nuts. And you, uh, yeah. One time where I got pissed off with something like that. And it's a slightly different thing, but um NBA Jam. Uh oh, came, came out like the the new NBA Jam. Yeah. Came out on the Wii as a full price game. Oh yeah, I remember. And it was, it was, it was exclusive the to the Wii. It was exclusive yeah. to the Wii. And it was going to be, uh, eventually, uh, EA made uh, a new NBA 2K, not, well, not NBA 2K, you know, 2K is a different company, yeah. but NBA, uh, uh, I think NBA 15 or something like that, it was yeah. NBA 2015 or something, not even 2015, must have been much e- earlier than that, 2011 or something like that. Yeah. And they said that the Xbox 360 and the PS4, PS3, sorry, were going to get a copy of NBA Jam, but you had to buy that game oh, yeah, I to, to get that. it. And it turned out that before it was released, it turned out it was so buggy, it never got a release. Oh, and then NBA Jam, the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions were then eventually released as full-price standalone games when they were originally just going to be a pack-in <laughs> with with uh, NBA yeah. 2011 or 2009 or whatever it was. That's crazy. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I ended up paying full price for the Xbox 360 version of NBA Jam. And then about a year and a half later, they released an updated version for about 10 or 15 quid on Xbox Live Arcade. Um, oh yeah, I think I I got that version. Yeah, on Fire Edition, it's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was the one I used to play. That was good. Yeah, yeah, that, those two are really good. But yeah, that was yeah. one of the occasions where uh, they just take the piss because they know that people want to buy it. Yeah, yeah. You know, the they could have put that, they could have put that as a downloadable on Xbox Live Arcade or something, but they didn't. They pressed it to a disc and sold it yeah. for like forty odd quid. Well, Infinite Warfare, putting that on that disc is like. You, you know, Call of Duty sales had been declining, and you could tell that was them 
hot on the new one for ransom you know like oh yeah, the old yeah, one for yeah, ransom. yeah like basically oh no you got to buy the new one and see how yeah, good yeah. it is because but also like if people buy the new one they they maybe they can sell them the, their new ones dlc as well yeah. you know so it's like tricking people into getting infinite warfare so that they you know they'll buy infinite warfare the drug just to dealer get... method yeah <laughs> yes well i mean that would be free to play i suppose <laughs> but this is instead they're sort of I suppose the drug dealer method, that would be if a drug dealer sort of, I don't know. Oh, well, no, the drug dealer that. method is your first taste's free, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I guess say, if drug dealers did things like EA, then, uh, you know, if you wanted some, uh, you know, you wanted some weed and he would give you some weed sellotaped to some cocaine. You know, it's like, you got to buy the cocaine to get the weed that's sellotaped to it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And, uh, you know, eventually he would uh, then try and sell you the weed on its own, but for the price of the cocaine, you know. For the price <laughs> of the cocaine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that that's nuts. Won't put it past any drug dealers I know. No, never mind. <laughs> forget, forget I said that. Forget I said yeah, that. Dude, uh... <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not incriminating myself at all. Right. <clears throat> uh... I don't know. I'm not worried about that so much as I'm worried about pissing off drug dealers. <laughs> Uh, but um, no, I was going to. The other thing I was going to say: uh, with racing games. Though I have been enjoying, uh, and this is the other thing I've been playing, other than Alien Soldier. Come to think about it, is uh, Wipeout Omega Collection. I, I don't know if I have a copy of that or not. It's it's uh, one of I those would... games that I think. Do I have a copy of that? Have I ended up getting it free from my PlayStation Four somehow? <laughs> or or have I? Ha, I don't know. Well, I would have preferred a new Wipeout game. But it is three very good Wipeout games it with is. some stunning yeah. graphical upgrades. I'm pretty sure and I do have it. I, I think probably it's played it like once and then just left it. But I think it's I pretty have great. It. I remember like, playing I've... it. I just can't remember if I played it on my console or not. I mean, my favorite one on the disc is uh, Wipeout 2048, which was a PS Vita game originally. It, well, oh, no, the, the, yeah, that was very good. I remember playing yeah. that very early on in the Vita's. Um, when I went to uh, Eurogamer Expo, they had like a big Vita stand and stuff like that. And this was very early mm-hmm. on in the days of Rose Tinted Gamers, where we were actually trying to be professional. And uh, yes. we we had a we had a cameraman and everything, and um, we were kind of getting a really good access because uh, they they thought we were a professional outfit, and uh, they they kind of like allowed us onto the Vita stand to preview, and they they showed us uh, Wipeout then, and yeah, yeah, it is. It's a really decent yeah. game actually. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I got it on the Vita, but I did. I had a few issues with the Vita itself sometimes. And then can't maybe you can't the... you wobble the Vita to control the ship oh, in yeah, it I as think well? You could, yeah, I I, I tried it with I tried it with that, and it was so absolutely horrendous i went straight back to the d-pad yeah. no with uh, with tilt control in races i tend to either go full you know i tend to either be a sport and play mario kart wii and full tilts control uh-huh. or i have just full analog i'm i'm not you know that's sort of when they combine the two yeah i think they did it with a couple of need for speeds on the ps3 with this six axis thing you oh, know yeah, toward yeah. near launch where they were like oh if you tilt the controller you get a little bit of extra and it's like oh you know that's the you know play, basically play a racing game the way a grand does <laughs> <laughs> yeah but as, as much as i would have liked a new wipeout game do you know what wipeout 2048 i think is excellent and i didn't i, I had a few issues with it on the vita just, just the control layout and stuff so playing it without those issues is amazing playing it at 60 frames per second is amazing and playing it with those 
absolutely beautiful PS4 visuals is amazing. So it feels like a new game, 2048. Mm. Mm. Uh, and it also includes Wipeout HD and Wipeout Fury, which were the two PS3 yes, games. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, interestingly, I don't like them as much as 2048, but it's good to have them. Uh, my theory. the thing that's become apparent to me is the massive difference in difficulty between those two games. Like, if I play Wipeout HD on that collection, I am finishing first every single time. It's, it's, you have to try to not finish first towards mm. the start of that game. And then in 2048, I am, like, having to fight to, like, to pass, uh, even on some of the earlier stages. And that's that's been interesting. And I Okay. I don't know which experience I prefer. You know, you, you, you get, often get that with a racing game where you just you leave everybody else eating your dust and then you just steer for a while. Uh, mm. And then there's the other one where it's like you're constantly fighting to get to the to uh, to the front, but that means you are often repeating the same race again to to get good. Mm. Uh, I think I'm finding I prefer the 2048 style. I think I'm enjoying the challenge. I'm not a fan of rubber band AI. I've got to no, be, no, that, I've got to say not. that it, I I don't know if that's the case in those, but. Uh... It could be what's what's uh, making 2048 so hard actually, because I know in in white page it, I don't know what because I. I don't really like when you, you know, when you sort of, you battle for first place for like the first half lap or so, and then you just do two and a half laps on your own, effectively, mm. in a lot of racing games. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that, because the, sometimes it's really satisfying to just, you know, to just If you that good, then, uh, you know, Not the difficulty you that good, level, I guess. but... Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe Wipeout needs blue shells. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... If I'm playing a game and I'm confident in my skills enough to think I'm good enough to get that far ahead and it's not because the AI are rubbish, then yeah. then I'm happy to do it. But um, there are certain other games where it's it's clear that the, you know, the AI is just rubbish. But yeah. I'd rather the AI be rubbish than the AI be rubbish until I'm up in the lead and then and the AI cheeks, all like, of a sudden become yeah. uber powerful, you know, turbo nutter bastards. I don't know how I feel about that because I know, like in Mario Kart, it, the rubber banding is entirely organic. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. it, it actually applies to the player as well. Yeah. Like if yeah. the player is uh, s- struggling, the game's going to give them the better the better yeah. power ups and things. And so yeah, yeah. if it, if it, if it's fundamentally you know it's organic, I think that's kind of cool. Though you know I. I don't know where I stand on blue shells. I've heard a lot of arguments for their merit, but also when I play Sonic Racing Transformed and there's no blue shells, I'm a little bit happier. Yeah, I don't like blue shell. I, there, there are certain power-ups in Sonic Transformed, Sonic Racing Transformed, that uh, have have that kind of element to them. Despite you know, uh, I can't remember. Don't, what, there's there's not one that is straight up a blue shell. But you you do have like a certain homing things like the little mini kind of homing cars that that come up drone. behind you and blow you up, yeah. And stuff yeah, but like you that. don't get like the thing where because at the blue shell there's like unless you have one specific power up in Mario Kart Eight, there's no stopping it. Yeah, and yeah. you hear you have it come in. There's just that inevitability. It was uh, um, a friend uh, the other day was talking about um, actually it was his own podcast. It's called a show called Hate. It's a good show. It's, uh, it's uh, it, he was talking on that podcast about how he hates it's this sort of the thing where you've uh, like he says like he's walking to try and catch a train and he realizes he's going to miss it, but it's also like 
it's, it's too far forward to, to, to get turned back. So it's hmm. that sort of that feeling of like you've already lost, but now you just you're going to do go the rest of the way anyway. Yeah. And I was saying I call that the uh, the blue shell phenomenon <laughs> because it's just this feeling, you know, this blue shell comes up. It's like, oh, great. Brilliant. Thanks for that. And then you just got to wait for it to happen. You know? Yeah. Well, I think we're transformed at least. Um, that people who are behind you have power ups in their arsenal that they can grab, which will attack you. And such the such, the such as the drones back, and stuff know? like that. However, yeah. there are ways that a first place person can defend themselves against them. Like the blow, you know, yes. dropping a blowfish the behind glove. them and stuff like that. Yeah, usually got, is it we'll, the transfer we'll take... where you've got a glove that you can catch the power up? Like a baseball yes, glove? yes, there is the glove as well. Yeah, there is the baseball glove. Yeah, and there is also bees. Bees, there is bees. <laughs> there is bees. There is definitely bees. Nicholas Cage kart racer. I'd play that. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage in in, uh, in stereo where appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I just you can just play as different Nick Cages, you know. You got to have oh, the, yeah. the 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 um, Con Air Nick Cage. Cage. Yeah, you get all the different characters, just different Nick Cage uh, roles, you know. You yeah. got Con Air Nick Cage. Con you Air got Nick, um, um, you got him in a bear suit from The Wicker Man. Yes, uh, him in him as fake Batman from uh, Kick Ass. Yeah, you got to have uh, Superman lives Nick Cage. Oh God, yeah, yeah, with that. Just that look on his face as he's dressed in the really bad <laughs> Superman outfit, yeah. which wasn't. It's, there, there are other Superman outfits. Have you have you seen the uh, the? Um, I saw the documentary. The documentary, yeah. Is, they they actually yeah. show that they actually did have a legitimate Superman-looking Superman outfit. Yeah, one of them was quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the one that he was wearing in that photo. <laughs> and about, yeah, and the the guy that he made that video bewildered. said, "Yeah, I found exactly the frame." <laughs> where he's just looking depressed depressed superman <laughs> nicholas cage um yeah oh who else uh yeah how what was the movie where he's uh chasing arizona nicholas cage is it was the one where he's like uh shouting the alphabet in in rage oh i don't know oh, i can't remember i want that cake nicholas cage <laughs> yes you gotta cake. have the, the the song as well, you know, the animation. Oh god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd play that. Ta-da! <laughs> but what would the courses be? That's the that's the thing. Oh yeah. Just yeah, you gotta have the beast power up, no well, question. You've gotta have one that goes through Las Vegas, obviously, with uh, Elvis impersonators and stuff. True. Yeah. True. Mm. And there's, there's, yeah, there, there, there's got to be one on uh, Wickerman Island, whatever island. Yeah. Oh yeah, to be. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's got to be lots of bees, lots of bees, bees yeah, and bees just, and just bees dodging and bees. bees, just dodging <laughs> bees everywhere. Just with every single playable character, just doing Nadja Bree. Ah! <laughs> <sighs> you know, there's there's only so long we can we can drag this joke out. Actually, yes, yeah, there is, there is. And I think that time ticked over. That's long ago. Yeah, yeah about three minutes ago, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 you know, maybe I'll give Burnout Paradise a shot. Because... You should do. You should do. However, I won't be playing it because I've already finished it. <laughs> <Fair enough>. <laughs> <laughs> well, the nice thing about racing games, though, is that, like, they're, 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 
like that's one of the genres where long after i finished it i keep keep playing it right yeah no it's good for the chat well with burnout paradise as i said it's good for the challenges playing the challenges afterwards playing yeah. online finding people who aren't dickholes and, but in uh, that that kind of game, it's not just about you know um, completing all the challenges for me. I go back and redo the challenges I've done before, just because like racing on a course is satisfying. Yeah, but this isn't racing on a course. The, no, the that's challenges. true. It's, it's, open it's, world it's, thing, it's, it? it's yeah, it's the open world driving to a location and all doing a specific event, like jumping off something, doing a flat spin off something, doing a barrel roll, or jumping over each other, or something like that. It's good fun when you can get the right group together. Otherwise, yeah. you get groups together where somebody is only more interested in crashing into you and causing chaos rather than actually doing the challenges. Those people get quick, kicked quite quickly. Or yeah. you'll have one of those really excellent uh, lobby... Well, no, not lobbies, because obviously there's no lobby. But uh, one of those excellent game instances, should I put it, where uh, you have a whining seven-year-old kid who just loves the sound of his own voice and won't wow, shut the hell up. Great. And that just sounds fantastic. And just grates on your brain <laughs> until you uh, mute them or you leave the server. Online games, man. I I I don't really understand the appeal. No. No. Yeah. It's it's a it's a rare event that something good happens when i play online i like a nice a, a good single player campaign or a good local multiplayer that's uh that's just that's my tastes well you, you know how on the xbox if 360 I wanted a bunch of kids to call me a wanker i just go to gloucester you know <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> you know on the xbox 360 how they have the reputation levels you know the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, those yeah. five star oh, yeah, five reputation stars, levels. Yeah. I I don't think those are on the Xbox One anymore, are they? They've they've no. changed the way it works now. I think they got rid of it on the 360 a while back as well. Yeah, they, they probably did. They probably yeah, when did. They did I, the, didn't, the, I didn't the really new notice. Experience or something. Yeah, new Xbox experience. they probably did. Basically, the shit version of the Nintendo Wii when they tried to. You know, they're like, oh wait, we've got Rare. They're from Nintendo. They're Rare, make <laughs> make make the Wii. Quick. Yeah. Make but these. It, it. I only got negative feedback from one game, and all of the negative feedback I got was for, and I put this in inverted commas, bad sportsmanship. <laughs> and it's for people who I played against on Street Fighter 4. And I was oh. called a bad sportsman because I beat them. <laughs> I never quit out of a game early you know I never did anything like that I always finished my fights and if I beat someone I beat someone if I didn't I didn't always used to say good game whatever yeah, good game I only called out. them a fucking loser after I beat them right I was quite quite courteous quite good and then all of a sudden I started realising that my my score was going down and I look and it was like 10% of people have reported you for bad sportsmanship. And I'm thinking, ah, what, eh? Some people just get so angry when they lose. Oh, God, rage quitters, yeah. I got a lot of rage quitters who quit halfway through a match because I was a... Because their flowchart Kens weren't hitting me with their shuriken, 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 hadouken, <laughs> hadoukens. Yeah, that, that uh, happened. Joy. I don't really like playing those type of games online anyway because I can feel the lag. 
Uh, I can yeah, that doesn't, feel doesn't sound the very lag. Fun. It's it's not good. There's a reason yeah. why there's a reason why they don't play the Evo Championships online. You know, there's a reason why there isn't yeah. an online element to the Evo Championships. There's a reason why everybody uses a wired controller in the yeah. Evo yeah. Championships. Yeah, I mean, you you're better at uh, feeling input lag than I am. Yeah. Like I, I I adjust quite quickly to. Oh, I don't. I don't. It irks. It's a triggering moment for me every time no, I feel say, I'm not even saying the slightest a, bit of input lag. I'm not saying it's a good thing that I adjust to it, but rather it's more that I, I not that I don't even notice, but I, my, my brain sort of goes, oh, when I press that, it takes this long. But yeah. you're better at being able to tell, like. It's when we I, were I playing on your, uh, on your retro. Oh. And yeah. we're playing Sonic or something, and I just went, lag! Lag! Yeah. <laughs> lag! I'm not having this lag! I'm, I tend to notice audio lag a lot. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I, I had the NES Classic mm-hmm. that they released, and, and they released about four of them, and then nobody could fucking buy them. Yeah. I had one of those for a while. and uh, Available to buy in CEX £150. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but their emulator it, it had like half a second of audio lag. It wasn't really. Good. Yeah, oh, and wow. nobody's mentioned it, but like it, it emulates great. Other than that, but like you know, you'll you'll jump and then hear the do like just oh, after, and why? that that bugs me like crazy when that happens. And the retro yeah, that probably bugged me as well. I I've not I've not played on one to be quite honest. I've uh, because uh, Nintendo are. Um... Oh, <laughs> go shit. on, go on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about yeah. to say, Nintendo. Oh fucking shit! <laughs> the views expressed by Mezki are not the views of me. No, they're not. <laughs> they're only the views of me. And my view is Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Well, the, with me, with the Retron, actually, that Retron that I use at uh, listeners, I I have a Retron Five which I leave in the um in the in the cafe where we in the bar where we do our retro gaming nights because I don't fucking want it, but it's it's good to I leave it there and then I just bring it out and set it up whenever we have the uh, retro nights and then everybody can bring whatever cartridge they want. Um, and actually, it's on firmware I think two point three. Because for some reason you upgrade to two point four or later, and that introduces audio lag, oh, wow. uh, which wasn't there before. And again, nobody seems to notice. You go on the forums, and nobody's complaining about it. So I don't know if maybe I'm a st- I'm a stickler for audio lag or what, but it's uh, it's definitely there. Those Nintendos, have they ever had any firmware updates or anything that you can program uh, via USB not or something? Official ones, not official. Yeah, I was about to say. I know. I know you can hack them. Yeah, you use Hatchy 2. Hacks uh, all them. Well, if you get one of those things, that's the first thing you should do. Hatchy 2 well, yeah. on that thing. Yeah, yeah. And then just play uh, everybody else's games instead of Nintendo's because Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they're all right. Uh, I, I, uh, no, I, you know what? I'll correct that because I want uh, people to buy my games. Nintendo are a, the greatest of all time and a great inspiration to me. Shigeru Miyamoto is a god. Now now people will play my games. Good. Good. That's nice. No, I don't hate Nintendo. Uh, thing with me with no, Nintendo. I, I always, I, you know, I will always buy a Nintendo product if there is a game that I want for it. Yeah. And then 
I will end up playing all the Nintendo games that Nintendo released, and I'll go, actually, yeah, they're all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it happened with the Wii, it happened with the Wii U. Uh, not so much the N64. I only ever played the wrestling games on the N64. I had a um, lot of good games on the 64. I say a lot. I probably had about six, but that was a lot when they were 60 quid and I was like yeah. 12. Yeah, not so much on the N64. <laughs> I only bought the N64 for the wrestling games, but um, Wii, yeah. Wii U, GameCube, yeah, um, I mean, I have a thing with Nintendo. I mean, I'll like, be buying a Switch when Bayonetta Three comes out. You know what I mean? For sure. It might be the only game that I ever <coughs> own on it, but I'll, I'll have a Switch. I say that the Legend of Zelda for Switch: Breath of the Wild is absolutely amazing. Frankly, that's a hell of a game. I struggled with it at first with uh, features of it, but uh, once I, I do on board, have the Wii U, Wii U, PU version of that, but um. <coughs> oh, excuse me, I am a just a cacophony never got, of bodily never got into today. it never got into it fair enough i bought it because i thought well that's going to increase in value isn't it yeah yeah like <laughs> the uh, twilight princess on the gamecube and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the is uh, they clearly switched development over to the switch at a certain point because uh, the frame switch. rate yeah they did a switch to the switch <laughs> <Let's get. laughs> they did a funny but um it's it, they clearly moved development over to the switch uh, at some point, because the frame rate on the Wii U just absolutely tanks for that game, and it, it ruined does. it for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we, I've got a weird thing with Nintendo, where uh, a lot of my all-time favorite games are Nintendo exclusives. Quite like a good number of them are. Uh, and uh, but I'm a PlayStation guy these days. You know, I like don't I... think that Nintendo games are bad. I don't like, despite the whole joke that I've got, the whole ongoing joke that I've got. Yeah, I don't think Nintendo's games are bad. I don't think Nintendo's hardware is necessarily bad. I just think that Nintendo's business decisions are questionable. Certainly. Are questionable. <laughs> yeah, and relatively bad. I, I, it amazes me that they can come up with such quality product despite being so out of touch with the. I think. The reason why they come up with such quality product is probably because they are so out of touch with the gaming industry. Yeah, well, they do kind of live in their own little bubble. They do. The the interesting thing with Breath of the Wild was I was playing it. I was like, oh, my, I was playing a Zelda and I was like, oh, my God, they've played other games. Yeah. Like it was the first Zelda that I played where I've gone, Jesus, they've 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 actually played other games and 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 taken a look at what's going on in in games right now because you get up to like um, Skyward Sword and I say Skyward Sword is like a game that is designed by somebody that has been trapped in an underground bunker for the past ten years. Mm. You know, he just like carried on designing games the way he remembers them. Yeah. And he doesn't see anything we've learned since. So I, I almost I wonder if maybe I know that there's certain um, certain like people like certain film directors that won't watch other films because they want to make sure they're not influenced. But I wonder if Nintendo used to maybe have that attitude towards things or what. But yeah, Breath of the Wild it's very, very clear that they have played Skyrim and Far Cry and, and all of this stuff mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and taken a few pointers, which is which is nice. Mm. Even uh, some I of the bad point. pointers as well, like <laughs> yeah. weapon yeah. durability. Ah, but, uh, do you know, I, I, did, uh, I did learn to love that in the end because I've never in any big open world game used as many of the weapons and had such a variety happening. Like at first it used to drive me crazy, but mm. then, you know, you say I'll play Dark Souls, which is like like my favorite fucking game, but I will pick one sword I like and that's it. 
I will use mm. that. And there'll be, I'll, I'll pick up so many weapons and be like, oh, interesting, throw it away. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people tend to do that. But yeah. um, with the weapon durability thing in uh, Breath of the Wild, I used so many different weapons and found different things I was good at. And it, the combat would never got boring because of that. Because there was always I mean, a things new break problem. in mid combat is a problem. Yeah, but you've got loads in your inventory, so you quickly you got a quick switch button as well. So yeah. that worked nicely. But it's just I always there was always a new problem to solve in combat. It wasn't just oh hey here's another uh, bokoblin or whatever. It was it, it was oh here's a bokoblin. What am I going to do this time? It was like it was always a new problem to solve. That being said, I think they could have could have afforded to have the weapons last a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Yeah. A little bit longer. Um, but yeah, my thing with Nintendo is. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm getting uh, congested again. God damn it. As a YouTuber, I don't like Nintendo for Yeah, I don't blame reasons. you for that. That is one of the most backwards business decisions that company has ever made. Like, the, stop the... helping me sell my product! Yeah, exactly. It's... Oh. I, th- I think they've got a bit of a communication issue between Nintendo it's of America a... and Nintendo of Japan. It's a very Japanese thing, though, this whole... Yeah having a very tight rein on well, it's about wanting to be in full control of your marketing yes yeah yeah um but then nintendo of america at least back when they were they were doing their nintendo directs and certain twitter things and stuff seemed really in touch with like the online community and just and mm. kids today they seem really in touch with them but then nintendo of japan they're kind of just coming in and going no no not having that if you have a look at some of the, you know, some other Japanese games by different manufacturers, such as uh, Sega and Tecmokoe, or Tecmokoe, 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 yeah, you have a look at their games. If you actually stream them through the PlayStation 4 using the internal stuff from the PlayStation 4, you end up having a great big copyright logo. In the bottom of the screen, saying copyright Se- Sega or copyright Tecmo. Yeah. Um, and they really don't like you uh, streaming cutscenes. They'll blank out all the cutscenes. That's interesting. There are some games on the PS4, They, you know, you get that notification comes that says recording has stopped because yeah. you entered a non the, the 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 Western versions of Yakuza don't block the cutscenes, but the Japanese version... Like, sometimes I can understand cutscenes being blocked for the sake of avoiding spoilers, maybe. Mm, yeah, but it's it's an interesting one. The let's play. All thing the Konami is. games do it as well. All of the Metal Gear Solid uh, games in the PlayStation Four, they do it as okay. well. Yeah, it's interesting because like when a game is heavily story based and the gameplay mm. is maybe minimal. Let's say, um, let's say. Heavy I think rain. it's a shame when it comes to Yakuza because Yakuza's got like an awful lot of comedy moments. Which, if people were allowed to share them because the screen didn't cut off, people would kind of go, Oh, what's this game? Yeah, oh, this I want to play the rest. really good. I want to yeah. play that. There's also things like, for example, what was it? Um, there's certain sto- heavy story driven games. Uh, and let's say, let's say you want to see what you want to play The Last of Us, but you don't have a PlayStation. Uh, mm. You could probably just go ahead and go on PewDiePie and get the whole story and then yeah. be done with it. Yeah. And so I semi-understand, but I honestly think that Let's I don't, Plays is one I of the don't best like things Let's to ever happen to which games. Just, I don't like Let's Plays when it's just a blatant playthrough yeah. with no commentary and nothing. That, that, that isn't... 
for a, for a start, those those are breaking copyright law in my eyes, and those yeah. are definitely not fair uses of the copyrighted content because fair use of a copyrighted content requires you to make some kind of commentary commentary criticism or review. Uh, yeah, um, what is it called? A transformative work, isn't it? It's got to be a transformative work and it's got to feature criticism, commentary, review or education. Well, I mean, like, you know, in, in my view, like, say, uh, Game Grumps, for example, these t- they're, they're, they're two comedians. But there, there's use... commentary. There's definitely commentary there. But also they're... they use the game as a thing to bounce off of, right? Like, Yes, I've, yeah, I've... yeah, yeah, yeah. Not long that, ago... That, that... I I'd say that Game Grumps definitely does fall under fair use. Just just yeah. by the way they are commenting on the game and joking and riffing about the game while they're playing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh but there are other people who just react to the game but they don't add anything to it. Yeah. Where they're just basically screaming or talking but then again, That's... some people would say, you know, a lot of like people fans of PewDiePie, and uh, I'd say Marketplayer. I, I much prefer Marketplayer to PewDiePie, but I would mm. say some fans of them uh, would would actually say that I am watching because Marketplayer makes me laugh. I don't even care yeah. what he's playing. I want something to make him scream so mm. that I can laugh at him screaming. I don't really yeah. care what it is. Uh, you know, some people would say that. So it's it's interesting one and. I also find with games, because games are so diverse, it's complicated, right? Like I tried, personally, <coughs> the further I've gone down the YouTube rabbit hole, the more I have tried to add something informative to my videos rather than just react to what's going on on screen. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's... That's, that's why I do talk about the history of the games as much as I possibly can, because then I know I am on the right side yeah, and that's a place where, in my opinion, your channel like really shines with that stuff. Thanks. Yeah, that that's uh, yeah. I try as hard as damn it to put something informative out there rather than because you know, firstly, I'm only playing those games for a credit because I know that makes the games somewhat short form. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes the videos somewhat short form. Unless it also I'm means really that if somebody them. is interested enough in the game, they will, they can take it further themselves. They can, yes, they? exactly. That's what I mean. It means that they're not going to see everything, unless it's Double Dragon, which I can finish with my eyes. <laughs> but I find oh. it interesting with things like like in some in some cases, I look at a game and I'm like, uh, I think of like them trying to take down Let's Plays as the equivalent of uh, like. Uh, that you know, of uh, uh, people watching a football match on TV, and the people that made the stadium, or the people that made the ball, trying mm. to sue the the players. Yeah, you, you yeah, know. Yeah. But then yeah. at other times, the, if the game is he- what the game is, really, absolutely, yeah. Like some games are tools, and some games are not so much tools. I. Uh, it's one of the things that I've always said about Sonic the Edgehog, famous uh, game Sonic. Nedjog. Well, what, is, what is that? I have never heard of it. Well, yes, it, it features Nedjog, um, yeah. and 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 his uh, his uh, his ongoing life where he torments a fat man. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sonic, right? The yeah. original Mega Drive Sonic games, the level designs and everything, it's like a skate park, and Sonic is the tool that you use in hmm. in the environment. Um, the latest Sonic games, pretty much everything since uh, Unleashed, it's more of a roller coaster ride. Yeah, yeah, it's very straightforward. Yeah. It's very straightforward. So no matter who's playing it, it's pretty much always going to be the same. 
Yeah, very good call. And, uh, but the original Sonics, and the reason why the original Sonics work so well, and the reason why I love them so much more than the crap that's come out since, is because it gives you an environment that you can play in whichever way you want. Yeah, and you can make it your own. I mean, in those games as well, that like the physics system... And, you know, a lot of platformer fans criticize them for this, but I think it's one of the the, the, the things that makes those games really great is that you, the down button on your controller is basically the I am going to let physics take over now button. Yes. Oh, and, yes. And it's like skateboarding, right? Where, yeah. you know, you can have your foot I've, on the ground I've, and then I've, you can I've just I've always go. said the best next generation Sonic the Edge game is probably Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> I have, because it's one of the only games that's got the same type of... It's, it's the only 3D games that has the same type of physics. Tony the Hedgehog. Yeah, Tony, Tony the Hawk Hog. Yes, Tony um, the Hedgehog. Tony the Hedgehog. <laughs> yes. Not even Sonic I'll... Riders is as good as Tony Hawk. You know, that's, that's the no, Sonic Riders thing. isn't as good as a lot of games. Yeah, well, Let's yeah. be fair. Apparently, there was going to be a Sonic the Hedgehog skateboarding game. Yeah, you can find uh, footage of the prototype on, on YouTube. Yes, and it ended up becoming a um, a licensed game for those thumb decks, didn't it? Finger decks instead. Oh, right. I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah. Exactly the same code and pretty much half of the same levels, apparently. It was one of those type of games that I think it was given away for free or something like that. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I uh, I reckon we've we've got a pretty good uh, good amount of podcast material there, and uh, yes. I'm going to suggest we wrap up because otherwise I'll just talk to you all night, and uh, the wife would kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this is good, and then then you'll get a, a second lot of divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got double divorce. Does that mean I'm married? double divorced? <laughs> it's like a double negative, right? Yeah, I'm actually, it just makes it, it just. You know, it solidifies it my the previous annulment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's how it works. That, that's how it works. <laughs> I'm sure that's how uh, matrimonial law works. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Sounds Do you want to close it off with your uh, your until next time bye thing? Until next time. Bye. Yeah. 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 Yeah.